Blog Talk Radio. I'm sure a lot of you like this song, a lot of you older people, a lot of our older family. I can't forget the seniors in the family, can't forget those that paved the way, even those that went before us. That was one of their favorites as well. A lot of older uh, black people, if you will, uh, that is one of their songs, up there with Amazing and Grace and all those other good ones. So I can't forget our elders. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. How is the family doing? And how is the family doing? Hopefully everybody is doing well on this Tuesday, November the 3rd, 2015. 
I'm Seth. I am grandson of Azalee Douglas Booker, great-grandson of Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas. You're listening to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network, and I want to go ahead without saying another word and uh, share the spotlight with my co-host, Darlene. Uh, Let me go ahead and open up her line right now, Erico, 512922. Darlene, are you there? I'm here. Okay, folks, say hello to everybody, Darlene, before I get to talking. (laughs) Hello, family. My name is Darlene Douglas. I am the great-granddaughter of Ed Douglas and Isabel Kennedy Douglas, the granddaughter of Ennis Buddy Douglas and Inez Cliff Douglas, and the daughter of Ellis Douglas Sr. and Carrie Richards Douglas. And, uh, folks, we also have a mystery guest. I told you all we were going to have some mystery guests, so here's going to be the first. We're actually going to have two people visiting us tonight, two family members that is going to be sharing their life with the Douglas Kennedy family and friends. And I'll go ahead with the first mystery guest. This is going to be Ella. I want Ella to go ahead and introduce yourself. Eric Code 816630. Ella, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello, everyone. Okay. Yes, yes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I think this is your first time uh, listening in, right? Yes, it is. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show, and I hope that uh, you just grab a cup of coffee, just get real comfy, and just pretend this is one giant fireside chat. Okay. You want to tell everybody, uh, Ella, how you related to Ed and Isabel, please? Uh, yes, um, I'm the daughter of Dorothy Spann and the granddaughter of Addie Douglas Booker. Addie Douglas Booker, just like my grandmother. She's a Douglas Booker as well. They married two different gentlemen with just so happened to have the last name of Booker. Ain't that, ain't that weird? <laughs> Ella, don't you think yes. that's pretty different that... Your grandmother and uh, well, look at your mother and uh, no, 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 wait a minute, I'm getting mixed up. Your grandmother and my grandmother have the same last name as far as Douglas Booker. I thought that was pretty different. Uh, yes. Well, listen, uh, you calling from what city? I'm calling from Excelsior Springs, Missouri, which is close to Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, okay. How close is that Haytide? We keep hearing about Haytide this, Haytide that. How close is it to Haytide? It's about 500 and some miles from Haytide, Missouri, which is my hometown. Okay. Yeah, so you a good distance. Okay, I got to get. I got to go and check out. Uh, I've been to Kansas City before. I think that's about it. Uh, I think I've been to Kansas City. I mean, I think that's the, that's the only. You ever been to Missouri, darling? No, I have not. No, not well, yet, anyway. Well, anyway, we got to get in and check it out. But listen, I wanted to, uh, before I forget, uh, the opening song, I want y'all's opinion on that. I would love to know. What did y'all think about that old school opening? I thought I'd do something a little different with Inez Andrews. And uh, that message she was sharing was a little bit different than what we hear today. You know, we hear a lot about uh, uh, speaking to the mountain and commanding it to go and not having to go through this, not having to go through anything. 
we hear a lot about uh, in a lot of our churches about uh, claiming favor, and we should we should definitely claim favor, and God will give us favor with our enemies. So we won't have to go through a lot of these things. But this woman is comes on here with the bang talking about. <laughs> You don't have to move my mountain. Give me strength to go around. And then she says something really different when she says, don't touch them. Don't touch my enemies, but make them give their lives to you. What did y'all think of that? Or did y'all hear that part of the song? I heard it. Um, I think that's um, it's a growing up experience. You know, when you... Just really young, you don't. Well, I didn't understand the, the song growing up, but I can relate to that now. At this point yeah, in my it, life, you need both messages. You need some time to get those mountains out of the way and not have to go through it and not smell the the smoke of danger. Not how how they put it that the uh, Hebrew boys didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. So yes, the Father will grant us the uh, grace to to not have to go through a lot of things, but sometimes we just got to go completely around it, you know. I thought that was a very interesting song. What's your take on that, Miss Ella? Uh, I I think that we need that because that's our growth, because God is not going to move all our problems at once, and something right. time. So I think that that's what that song is all about. It's like, okay, Lord, if you're not going to move my mountain, give me the strength to, to go around them. And when we go around those mountains, I think that's where we grow our faith. That's where we become strong. I'd say, for instance, if, if you ever, had, when they talk about a, a wayward child, you know, a child that's hard-headed and you keep praying right. for them and praying for them and they don't seem like things are going to change, but God give you the strength to love them through all of that until one day you will begin to see that growth in them. Amen. I like that. It's called building character, building the character of Christ, and and, and you know there we need we we need both messages. I don't want to make it uh, this or that one or either or, but for sure there are some things that we have to go through. Like the scripture says, those that live righteous shall suffer persecution. Like the Book of Acts, all of our patriarchs, the old, uh, uh, the early church, they went through some things, and uh, if you Christ said, if you, if you suffer with me, you will reign with me. But we don't hear much about the suffering part. But anyway, I just thought I'd ask you all about that song. That, 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 I had to play that old song for all of our seniors out there who I know love that old-fashioned. So sometimes we'll go old-fashioned. Sometimes we'll go new school. We'll play rap sometimes. You know, this is a very complicated task, family, while I'm talking here, to entertain young people from 18 to 88 or to, to, to 100, however old people live in this family, it's very hard to do a blog with music that's going to be setting well with everybody. So I ask everybody, remember the two rules we have on the show. We only have two rules, two rules. Darlene, I'm going to let you tell everybody, what are the two rules? Um, keep it positive. And... Keep keep it positive. We want you to everybody to try your best to think on the bright side of everything. We know there's a lot going on in this family and it ain't all positive. We understand that in one day, one day this show will grow to maturity to where we can 
visit some of our challenges. But we want to keep it positive, and the other one is be patient with us. Be patient with us. Be patient with us, family. We don't know you. You don't know us, really. And we're getting to know each other. And when all relationships, there's what you call growing pain. So, again, I want to welcome my co-host, Darling, all the way from San Antonio. I'm Seth. I'm here in Fort Worth. And then we have our mystery guest on one of our mystery guests, which is Ella, all the way from where? One more time, the city? Excelsior Springs, Missouri. All right, so all of us is in the house tonight, and we're going to be joined by one more person later on. Um, and y'all found out then who that is. So in the meantime, y'all got to keep guessing, keep guessing, keep guessing. So, Ella, you missed a very good show on last week, a very good show on last week. So uh, Darlene and I is going to uh, kind of, for those of you that didn't get a chance uh, to listen to the show last week, we want to kind of remind y'all some of the things that went down. It was a really good show with uh, some people say maybe the largest side of the family. Some people say, oh, I had one family member uh, of the Dugan side of the family tell me, no, we're not the largest. We don't have that many kids compared to Uncle Sonny Boy, uh, his descendants. They have lots and lots of kids. So, uh, and I've, I'm sorry, I want to welcome everyone that's in the chat room also. Those who are in the chat room, uh, thank you all for showing up on time. The phone lines has uh, quite a few people. We've got lots of people on the phone lines, and I thank you for calling so early. Those of you all, I'm telling you, we really, we really thank those that are prompt because we do things at the very beginning of the show that we won't repeat later on. So those that's going to be coming a little later, they're going to miss out on some things. So I want to thank everybody on the phone lines, and we got all kinds of phone numbers on the phone line, 512-816-817-918-805, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you all for being on the phone lines and in the chat room. Remember, if you're in the chat room, you will not be able to chat however unless you log into Blog Talk Radio, unless you blog. Uh, excuse me, log into Blog Talk Radio. You would not be able to chat. You can just watch everybody else chat, though. I guess that would be fun, too. But listen, I want to remember, remind everybody of one thing before I go any further. Uh, after 10 tonight, uh, if when the show technically, uh, according to Blog Talk Radio, ends, we'll stay on after 10, but we only really contract up until 10. Those of you in the chat room, you know what the rule is. At 10 o'clock, you will not be able to listen to the show if you listen on your computer. You have to call the phone lines uh, before 10 p.m. in order to listen to the entire show. Again, if you're listening on your computer, you only can listen up to 10. Those of you that call the phone number, you can listen to the whole show regardless. But I'm just talking about those in the chat room. You can only listen up to 10, uh, and you have to call the phone number. If for some reason anybody on the, in the um, listen to the computer or listen to, to the phone, get disconnected. Um, I want to give y'all a phone number to call. Darling, should I get it, give it out public like this? Is it okay, or should they go to the chat room and I type it there? You can go there. So, family, if anyone get disconnected after 10, you know what the rule is, you cannot call back. So call this number. Please write this down. Write this down quickly. This is our co-host number, Darlene. Again, if you get disconnected after 10, you want to call number 512-922-8161. Again, 512-922-8161. All right? 
So just have to tell everybody that. All right, darling, let me ask you, uh, anything stands out about last week's show? Last week's show. It was a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, we, uh, where do you we start? We learned a lot from uh, Robbie and Joe talking about their grandfather, Uncle Dugan, M.B. Douglas. Um, they stated that he walked tall and he spoke his mind and he had a sense of humor. And that's and basically you what I... Yourself. You, you... You mentioned last week that you met uh, Dugan yourself. Again, we, when we say Dugan, we're talking about M.B. Uh, Douglas. Uh, he went by the name of Dugan. Everybody called him Dugan. And so we'll say Dugan. That's what we mean. Uh, uh, probably should say Mr. Dugan, but this is all family here. So just so y'all know who we're talking about, okay? Some of y'all listening to the show for the first time, I don't know how, uh, I guess we. I guess everybody. Every time we do a show, we pick up new people. Like Ella, we pick up new people. So that's the good thing. Some of the uh, people uh, uh, last week is is uh, is joining us also. So go ahead. You were saying you met Dugan uh, in person. I did a few times. I uh, met him in the in seventies, like seventy five, going through for the first time, but. We used to stop through lot coming from Dallas to visit him a few times, and I met him also down in Mount Zion. Okay. Tell everybody what Mount Zion is, just in case, again, we got new listeners tonight. Okay. Mount Zion is in Burleson County, Texas, and is where the Douglases, were born and raised in Mount Zion, Burleson County. Okay. Um, yes, folks, and so we're going to refer a lot to Mount Y'all bear with me. I'm doing about three things here. But uh, Darling is going to be, and I will, and probably Ella will be mentioning at Mount Zion a lot. A lot of our history is in uh, Caldwell in that area. What county is that, Darling? Burleson. Burleson okay, Burleson County, but at one time, Burleson County and Lee County was all one. And once it, once the split happened, it turned into Burleson and Lee. But at one time, it was just Burleson, a big county. Okay, okay. Uh, Ella, you know a little bit about uh, uh, that area? You heard, heard anything from your people about Mount Zion? And no. The only thing that I've heard about was Caldwell, Texas. And my mom used to talk about that. Okay, that's Ella, that's the same thing. So she was talking about my side. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you brought that out, Darlene, because again, family is listening for the first time. We probably should play that clip that Darlene did some weeks ago talking about the history of the family going always back to 1800. We might try to squeeze that in, and then it'll make more sense to everybody what Caldwell is because I did not know. They had no earthly idea what Mount Zion, Texas is. But anyway, last week's show, I'm going to sh- share what what I got out of it. I thought, like you said, darling, that uh, Joe did a very good job uh, and Robbie did a very good job talking about their uh, – 
uh, parents, uh, their uh, grandfather and their parents, and uh, the whole history, the whole, uh, not the whole, but a piece of uh, the Dugan legacy, if you will, uh, of that family. And I want to also add something extra, that our family, our family, the Dugan side of our Douglas Kennedy family brought up the numbers uh, on the Ed and Isabel page. We now are over 200. We was kind of right under 200, but we are over that, and uh, they just – it's like every week when we do a show, that side of the family that we have on comes in the numbers and more membership. So we just get bigger and bigger with every single week. It's almost like we're increasing. Isn't, what, what do you say, darling, about like 20 members or something like that? And the numbers are important because we've got to be reaching people, folks. If we're not reaching our family and we're not relevant, what are we doing? And we take this blog very serious. We are really trying to become less strangers with one another. We wanna, we don't want to know everything about. Uh, we don't want to be in everybody's business. That's not what this is about. But this is, this is so we'll know who these names are when we say Ed and Isabel, when we say uh, Azalee, when we say uh, Dugan, uh, M. B. Dugan. Who was that? So I. Uh, just want to thank everybody that participated. All the callers last week, we had some uh, some very good callers, very good questions. I enjoyed speaking with our family last week on the Dugan side, and I just want to thank them for going and uh, spreading the word. The phone lines was going crazy. Uh, 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 they called in. They had shout-outs. They just did it all. Now, of course, they are a large side of the family. We understand that, too. But still, they didn't have to show up as strong as they did, especially on the Ed and Isabel page. So I just want to do a shout-out to them and thank them for that. Folks, these blogs are very important, like I said. Our goals, Ella, and those of you listening for the first time, our goal in this show is very simple. It, 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 we have two rules. I told you about the uh, being positive and being patient. That's the rules of the show, rules of engagement. But the actual goals of this show, for those that are listening for the first time, is to become less strangers to each other. we got two more sides of the family to interview. We have to interview my side of the family, as Ali uh, Douglas Booker's side of the family, as well as uh, we call him Uncle Sonny Boy, but uh, uh, Edmund Sonny Boy. Douglas side of the family, and uh, many say, uh, probably everybody say, uh, it's probably a unanimous decision that that is the largest portion of our family, Uncle Sonny Boy's side. So that would be the last part of our family to interview on this thing we call a blog show. And after that, I'll just, I'll wait and tell y'all what we're going to do after that, but you got to stay tuned. But anyway, we got two more sides to interview after this open forum we're doing. We're going to try to come back with Azalee next week, uh, my uh, side of the family. And then after that, hopefully the uh, Douglases, uh, the, uh, we say the Douglases, that's what we call them, but the Uncle Sonny Boy side of the family. And then, folks, we probably should take a break. What do you say, Darlene, because of the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving and uh well, Thanksgiving for sure, so we'll probably take a break. We'll talk about that uh, a little later on. And, folks, please 
stay tuned. And I'm going to start some music up here just so y'all won't be startled. I'm going to start up some music in the background here. But, folks, um, I want everybody to just uh, stay tuned with the uh, uh, stay in touch with the Ed and Isabel uh, page. Darling, there's a lot going on in that page, right? I do. But Seth, Seth, yes. I'm listening. Don't forget you're going to interview the candidates. Oh, thank you. See, that's why I have you on. You have me. That's one thing about a good co-host. They don't let you forget nothing. And darling, is as good as they come. But yes, for sure, Ed had a wife. Her name was Isabel Kennedy. And uh, we have a tendency to just say Douglas is Douglas is Douglas. But I apologize because you're absolutely right. Isabel Kennedy is 50% a part of his family and her descendants. For, for sure, the Kennedys will have to have them on. And as a matter of fact, when we do the Kennedys, We'll probably do more than one show because they are just as big, if not bigger, <laughs> than the Douglas side. The deal with the candies are, and Darlene can attest to this, is that uh, we just don't know that many of them like we do the Douglases. So we know uh, more people. So that's why we have all these shows and stuff. Whereas with the candies, we know about Jim Kennedy and some others. Um, uh, Jerry calls in and, and her sister. But I'm just saying we so so they'll be able to come on the show and introduce us, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, I wanted to just uh, real quickly um, talk about the potential of the show. Let me ask you this, Ella, with you this being your first time, and I'm gonna come at you sometime. I'll just you know ask you some questions if you don't mind. Uh, you're pretty new to the blog. Are you familiar with blog shows? Let me ask you that, Ella. No. Okay. This is what's going on right now. And you're not the only one. A lot of people is listening tonight for the first time. I know that for for a fact. I've invited some of our friends. Remember this is not just our family, this is the Kennedy this is the Douglas Kennedy family and friends. So shout out to all of those that's not bloodline related. But you've been invited by people that uh, uh, hate, be uh, 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 in Missouri or wherever. Shout out to you. Welcome to the show as well. But the potential of this show, Ella, is this. This is how it works, first of all. Let me just say how it works. Families tuned in all over the country right now. I got all kind of area codes that I'm looking at right now. Different time zones, they're listening. And they're able to talk if they press one on their phone. I'm able to open up their lines. And by the way, those of you that need to share something, press one. And after you make your comment, and I'm asking everybody to try to hold it till about three minutes, unless we ask you a lot of questions, then you can just stay on as long as you want. But three minutes, pretty much is normal. After you make your, your comment, press one again so your hand will go down. So again, press one. We'll see you, bring you on the line, call out your number, the first three letters of your number and your area code. Then when you finish with your comment, press one again, okay? Now, Ella, check this out. There's family listening all over, really, the world if they wanted to tune in. So that's the beauty of this. And then after the show goes off, anybody can go back and click on that same link and listen to the show in its entirety, and they can fast forward and rewind as many times as they like. 
That's the beauty of a blog show. Not to mention we're coming together in, in the type of programming we're able to do on the blog itself. So, and, and, and speaking of that, uh, to all, all those listening for the first time tonight, um, the kinds of things we handle on this show, again, this is some of you that have been listening for the last few weeks. Bear with me. i got to bring family up to speed, okay? So bear with me. And um, But anyway, some of the areas that we cover on this show is we talk about things like health and wellness, health and wellness. We also talk about uh, security issues. Uh, security and awareness is what we call it. We have clips that we play talking about from anything from identity theft to anything that the family might need to know where it relates to security. Okay. All right, then we have comedy we bring on. Sometime we'll bring on comedy. Maybe a little comedy tonight. I don't know. Uh, inspirations. We, we definitely want to up inspire our family. We bring God into the picture. We bring encouragement into the picture. We bring things that's going to uplift and build this family in a, in a, with such I mean, serious stuff that when this show goes off that they can live by. We have something also called Around the Family Common News, where we talk about what is going on with family. Every single announcement you can think of, birthdays, anniversaries, you know, anything that the family want to call and then tell us, this is covered under Around the Family Common News. Then there's Around the Family Business News. And then, of course, the popular, most popular part of the show uh so all those listening for the first time is something called Spotlight on an Elder, where we would take an elder, be it Ennis Buddy Douglas or Addie Douglas Booker, Azalee Douglas Booker, or whoever in this family, we will bring on their siblings, I mean their children, to talk about them, or their grandchildren to talk about them. So we will be, uh, so we will know who these uh, these patriarchs are in our family. We also have an a, a area of our show called Politics and Government. We also have an area of our show which I'm going to, tonight, I'm going to play all the shout-outs. How about that? <laughs> as many as I can. I won't say all of them, but I'm going to play a lot of shout-outs because we don't want to just not use these shout-outs. So some of y'all, if you ever done a shout-out, you'll probably hear a little bit. Uh, there's another part of our show called Ancestry and Lineage. That's Darlene's uh, expert uh, she's an expert at that, where she talks about our ancestry, our lineage, who we are, how we are. There's a new part of the show we call Did You Know? Well, I'll ask a history tip. Just something in history where our family will be up on who we are in history. Some glorious past, something that we never knew about. I'm talking about past the slave ships. I'm going past the slave ships. And just, well, actually, even after the slave ships, just any type of history but mainly before the slave ship. And then open forum, this is another segment like we'll have tonight. So those are just some of the areas we talk about on the show, some of the things we offer to the family. So uh, any comments on anything I just said, anybody? Ella, what did you think of that? you think we covered quite a bit, or did we leave out anything you can think of that we might need to be talking about in the future? No, I think we covered covered a lot, and I, I'm I'm interested in learning more about the family. Right, right, yeah. Those are just some of the areas because we are 
uh, like I say so often, we are spirits having an experience in the body. So we try to cover every tiny aspect. So, folks, let me just tell you real quick what's happening tonight. What's happening tonight? Again, we have on L our guest. Uh, she is going to be sharing some things and, and, and just kind of riding along with us. And you, some of you can do the same thing. We sometimes call and invite people, but you don't have to be invited to be on the show. If you want to be on the show and ride along with Darling and I, you give us a call because truly it is not our show. I mean Darling and I's show. It's the family show. And if you want to come on and, and, and ride along with us, that's not a problem. I welcome any and everybody that want to. Um, just don't be shy. Come on and, uh, and we'll have a blast. But tonight, coming your way, tonight coming your way. Again, we have open forum the second hour. Also, uh, we're going to hear in a little bit from Jackie Steele, Dr. Jackie Steele. She's got a very important message, uh, health-wise. And uh, like I said, tonight I'm going to play all of the shout-outs. I just figured I would do that. And we're also going to hear from the president. Yes, the president, your leader, the uh, leader of the free world and president of this country, um, President Barack Obama. Tonight, as you know, family, is election uh, night. Uh, uh, hopefully uh, you got out to vote, but if you didn't, you're probably not alone. Most people don't know anything about tonight. They voted in the big election, but today definitely was an election day, and hope some of you got a chance to get out and vote. All right? Our forefathers worked too hard, too bled too much to not have, not be taking advantage of voting. So uh, today is election day, and having said that, uh, we're going to be talking about that a little later on. Also coming your way tonight, coming your way tonight, we're talking about, we're going to be talking about some uh, announcements. So there's, uh, there's some talk of a cruise coming up. Uh, there's going to be talk about a reunion coming up uh, in 2017. Also, uh, I have this, um, my co-host don't even know about it. I haven't even told her because I want her to be surprised about it. I'll talk about that when when we when, when she talks about the cruise, I'll I'll bring that surprise to her. So a lot of things coming your way, family. A lot of things coming your way. But I, what I want to do really quick here is I want to take a quick little break and, and I want to play a clip by your president and um, Dr. Jackie Steele, as well as the shout outs that I uh, promised I would pay, play, and we will be right back. Again, you're listening to the Douglas Kennedy. Family and Friends Network. Uh, I'm Seth. I'm all the way in Fort Worth. And, darling, you're where? One more time. Austin, Texas. And Miss Ella? Excelsior Springs, Missouri. All right. So the three of us are on tonight. You don't have two people on the uh, the uh, air with you tonight. You have three, three family members, three different sides of the family. So this should be very interesting. Anyway... This is the doctor, Jackie Steele, talking about allergies. Y'all got to hear this. Take your pens out, notes, take notes, take notes. This is very important about allergies. I'm telling you, you've been warned. Get your pen out. She said some very important things about allergies. We'll be right back. A viewer wants to know, how do I find out what I'm allergic to? Allergies are very common in the United States. In one year alone, 4 million workdays were lost due to hay fever. So what is an allergy? An allergy typically is when your body reacts to a substance or has some type of immune reaction to a substance that is not normally harmful to most people. And that would include pollen, dust, grass, or even medications. 
So the best way to find out what you're allergic to is to visit your doctor. Your doctor will work with you and will um, do a physical exam and also collect a medical history. For example, if you think you have hay fever, the doctor will rule out whether it's just a recurrent cold that you're having. Or if you're wondering about um, a food allergy, the doctor can help you sort out whether it's a food allergy or some type of intestinal infection. Well, what are some other ways that uh, doctors check to see if you have an allergy? One of the most common ways is doing a skin test. And what is done is your, the skin is pricked with small little needles that contain the types of uh, substances or allergens that uh, you could be reacting to. So, for example, they will prick your skin with a little bit of, of dust or, or grass or pollen. Then they will observe your skin and see if um, you have any raised uh, bumps to determine if you are actually allergic to those types of substances. Another way that um, doctors can determine if you have an allergy is to do blood tests to determine if you have certain um, elevated uh, blood cell counts in your blood that indicate um, an infection, uh, excuse me, an allergy. And then uh, if you're worried about a food um, allergy of some sort, doctors will ask you to keep a diary and then do what something called an elimination diet to determine if removing that particular food makes you feel better. So overall, in, in, to determine if you have an allergy, the best thing is to work with your physician. Okay, that was Dr. Steele, and here is your president, folks. Check this out. Hi, everybody. Today, there are 2.2 million people behind bars in America, and millions more on parole or probation. Every year, we spend $80 billion in taxpayer dollars to keep people incarcerated. Many are nonviolent offenders serving unnecessarily long sentences. I believe we can disrupt the pipeline from underfunded schools to overcrowded jails. I believe we can address the disparities in the application of criminal justice, from arrest rates to sentencing to incarceration. And I believe we can help those who have served their time and earned a second chance get the support they need to become productive members of society. That's why over the course of this year, I've been talking to folks around the country about reforming our criminal justice system to make it smarter, fairer, and more effective. In February, I sat down in the Oval Office with police officers from across the country. In the spring, I met with police officers and young people in Camden, New Jersey, where they're using community policing and data to drive down crime. Over the summer, I visited a prison in Oklahoma to talk with inmates and correction officers about rehabilitating prisoners and preventing more people from ending up there in the first place. Two weeks ago, I visited West Virginia to meet with families battling prescription drug and heroin abuse, as well as people who are working on new solutions for treatment and rehabilitation. Last week, I traveled to Chicago to thank police chiefs from across the country for all that their officers do to protect Americans, to make sure they get the resources they need to get the job done, and to call for common-sense gun safety reforms that would make officers and their communities safer. We know that having millions of people in the criminal justice system without any ability to find a job after release is unsustainable. It's bad for communities, and it's bad for our economy. So on Monday, I'll travel to Newark, New Jersey, to highlight efforts to help Americans who've paid their debt to society reintegrate back into their communities. Everyone has a role to play, from businesses that are hiring ex-offenders to philanthropies that are supporting education and training programs. 
and I'll keep working with people in both parties to get criminal justice reform bills to my desk, including a bipartisan bill that would reduce mandatory minimums for nonviolent drug offenders and reward prisoners with shorter sentences if they complete programs that make them less likely to commit a repeat offense. There's a reason good people across the country are coming together to reform our criminal justice system, because it's not about politics. It's about whether we as a nation live up to our founding ideal of liberty and justice for all. And working together, we can make sure that we do. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend, and have a safe and happy Halloween. Hello, family members. This is Janelle Catherine Watson calling from Washington, D.C., where I currently work for the United States Agency of International Development. My great-grandfather and grandmother is the late Ennis Douglas and Inez Chris Douglas, and my grandfather is the late Giles Griffin. And my phenomenal grandmother is 83 years young, Barbara Catherine Griffin. My father and mother are Lonnie Watson Sr. and Janice Griffin Watson. I have one brother, Lonnie Watson Jr. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Douglas, the youngest son of Inez and Buddy Douglas. And back in the day, they used to call me Soul Train. When Soul Train was on TV, and I thought that I was more than they were. But right now, I'm a heck of a lot of this. And y'all have a nice day. Bye-bye. Hello, family. This is Charity Mercer, located in Israel. Mona Israel. My great great grandparents are Ed and Isabella Candy Douglas. My great grandparents are Azalee and Caleb Booker. My grandparents are Millie and Irene Booker Rhymes. My mother is Verna Turner. You are listening to the Douglas Candy Family and Friends Network. Enjoy the show. Hey family, it's Ivy Douglas and I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio, while I'm working on my master's at the Ohio State University. I am the daughter of Stanley Douglas and Linda Henderson Douglas, the granddaughter of Ellis and Carrie Richards Douglas, and the great-granddaughter of Ennis and Ennis Cliff Douglas. Enjoy the rest of the show. What's up, Douglas family members? This is Lonnie Watson, Jr. I'm calling from Sunny, California. As a scholar athlete, I received my Bachelor of Science degree in Political Science with a minor in Business Management with honors from Cal State Northridge at the age of 20 while I was playing Division One basketball. My great-grandfather and grandmother is the late Ennis Douglas and Inez Cliff Douglas, and my grandfather is the late Giles Avery Griffin, and my loving grandmother is 83 years young, Barbara Captain or Tad Griffin. My father and mother are Lonnie Watson Sr. and Chance Griffin Watson. I have one sister, Janelle Captain Watson. I hope everyone enjoys the show. Peace. Granddaughter of Ed and Isabel Cavity Douglas, and the granddaughter of Izzy Douglas and Annie B. Scott Douglas, and the daughter of Baby Ruth Demonia. I just called to support the Douglas family show tonight. Good evening, family. My name is Linda LeBoss West, and I'm the great granddaughter of Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas. I'm the granddaughter to Emily Douglas, also known as Duquette. Uh, and I'm the daughter of Cheryl Warren. I'm calling to do a special shout out for the Douglas family for tonight's show. Hi, my name is Angelina Franks. 
I am Colin, representing Oklahoma. I am Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas, great-granddaughter, and the granddaughter of M. P. Douglas, better known as Dugan, and the daughter of Vinny Alonia, better known as Julie. I am calling to give a shout-out to the Douglas Kennedy Family Show. I hope everyone enjoyed. Thank you, and God bless. Good evening, family. My name is Charlene McGon. I'm the great-granddaughter of Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas and the granddaughter of M.D. Douglas. My mother is Shirley Warren, and I'm calling from California to say, what's up, Douglas family? Congratulations on getting on the show tonight. Much love from California. Woo-woo. Hey, family. It's Ivory Douglas, and I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio, where I'm working on my master's degree at The Ohio State University. I am the daughter of Stanley Douglas and Linda Henderson Douglas, the granddaughter of Ellis and Carrie Richards Douglas, and the great-granddaughter of Ennis Betty and Inez Cliff Douglas. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, family members. This is Janelle Catherine Watson calling from Washington, D.C., where I currently work for the United States Agency of International Development. My great-grandfather and grandmother is the late Ennis Douglas and Inez Cliff Douglas, and my grandfather is the late Giles Griffin. And my phenomenal grandmother is 83 years young, Barbara Catherine Griffin. My father and mother are Lonnie Watson Sr. and Janice Griffin Watson. I have one brother, Lonnie Watson Jr. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, y'all. I'm y'all think of those uh, shout outs um, family that was everybody pretty much I might have missed it a few but that's pretty much was all of the shout outs uh, that I 
I didn't know I would be playing them again, so some of them I erased, but I think that's pretty much, I think that's most of them. Uh, we have, um, first of all, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy, the Family and Friends Network. I'm Seth, and I have on the line Darlene and Ella. Darlene and Ella, you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Ella. What did y'all think of those? What did I say, Ella? Yes. I guess, I guess, oh, okay, I want to make sure I get your name right. What did y'all think of those shout-outs? I thought they was great. I heard a lot of math degree and colleges and then a lot of connection to the different families that I didn't, you know, didn't know anything about. So I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of uh, lot of young people in the family really going and getting an education. Uh, and that's one form of education that we need. We need. There's more than one type of education now. But we definitely need that to be able to make it in the world. What do you think, darling, uh, hearing all at one time? All at one time, it, it was it was great. It was great. It was good to hear it, you know, step by step. Yeah. Well, I thought I would do that because, like I said, I, want, I don't want to just, you know, I want those names to stay on people's minds, these young people. Nothing else keeping me in your prayers. All right, we're going to switch gears to a family, and we're going to talk about something. Darlene has a cruise, and I want, I'm just anxious to hear what she has to say about the cruise. And, and Ella, uh, Ella, you and I, if we have any questions, I guess we can just ask her about the cruise. But Darlene, I want you to go ahead and uh, just let everybody know what is going on with this cruise that you have um, come up with for the family. Okay. Um, I am planning a cruise. For 2016, it's going to be October the 15th through October the 22nd, 2016. That's about 11 months away, and it's a seven-day cruise, and it's a seven-day cruise, and it's called the Western Caribbean, and the ship is going to be the Freedom, if you want to take a look at that online. It's leaving out of the port of Galveston, which is Galveston, Texas. The price is based on two people to a room. And uh, there's like three different types of rooms. You have a room with a balcony, which is $787. You have a room with just a window, which is $607. Then you have your interior room, which is a room with no windows. It's $527. And the deal with this is you pay $50 deposit to hold a room, but by March the 15th, you need to have paid $200. So we're getting kind of a late start, but $200 by March the 15th. And the final payment is due July 15, 2016. Uh, it's kind of set up that way to make it easy on your pocketbook. This tour is going to, as the port of call, is going to be Cosmel, Mexico, Belize City, Belize, Mahogany Bay. The price that I, I gave you includes... Uh, all port charges, the taxes, and the meals, and all the activities. Now, 
ownership. Darling, do, do, do my favor and mention those, the, the, where it's going again. That was pretty interesting. Cosmel, Mexico, Belize City, Belize, that's one I would like to see, and Mahogany Bay. Um, on this cruise, you only need um, your birth certificate and government ID. Now, the birth certificate can't be a copy. It has to be official with the seal, with, along with um, driving license, a government ID. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Belize. That's a nice place to go. I've never been. My sister, no, she probably kill me. I, I, I was just thinking of, of Belize and my sister, and they just got back from a cruise not too long ago from Belize, and of course I didn't go. And maybe uh, I don't know. I have the opportunity to go this time. That is really, really. Um, what days is that again? It's October the 15th through October the 22nd. Okay, and, and say now, the price one more time, because I know people are listening. Go ahead. What did they say about Belize? Oh, they liked it. They, it's, they, they, they pictures are all over Facebook, and I forget what why I didn't go, why I didn't choose to go, uh, but they really enjoyed it. It's a lot of history in Belize, and another thing is, it's, it's, it, how did they say about Belize? Um, I'm not talking about my family. I'm talking about when I did the research on it a long time ago. I started getting interested in Belize before most people knew what it was because I like going places that Americans haven't been. That's just me. I like being, uh, you know, like I started talking about Dubai 15 years ago before Dubai even started building up. But Belize is like a little African uh, nation, really. It's all black. It has a whole lot of history. And uh, it, 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 it's just like the new thing. It used to be Jamaica, uh, but Jamaica is still popular, don't get me wrong, but now people want the Dubais of the world, and they want Belize. Uh, Ella, you heard of those places you like? You ever heard of Belize? And, and, uh, of it and seen the pictures on TV about the cruise, <laughs> and it was always the beautiful water, blue, and, and the, like the palm trees seemed so common, but... I, I never uh, thought about going there, but I'm excited about the opportunity to get to go. Yeah, oh, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, go ahead, darling. I just want to just say that they just win. They probably going to be like, "Oh, you're going to go with this cruise, but you don't want to go with us." But uh, I, uh, <laughs> I love, I love, I've always loved that place and love the history. I used to work for the airlines family, and I've been to 24 countries. The re- one reason I've never been to Belize, one reason I've never been to Mexico is because it borders is too close to the United States. So when I work for the airlines, I always said I want to go as far away from Texas as I can go. And I will literally take the globe and spin it all the way around, and that's why I went to Japan and, and uh, 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 Papua New Guinea and all those exotic places because I always want to go where nobody, not where nobody been, but, you know, I just like to go where it's, Totally different from where I'm used to, but Belize is uh, uh, one of those types of places, but it's closer, you know. But uh, darling, go ahead and let them know how to get a hold of you and just recap what you were saying. That's very interesting. So this is going to be a, a cruise for the family, correct? And there'll be other people on the ship, though, right? 
Yes, it's on the ship. And the ship is just like a, a small town that's cruising the water. Um, it'll be fun at the sea, as they say, but it's October the 15th through October the 22nd. Uh, we have an agent. Her name is Kendall Wallace. Her phone number is 512-517-7990. And when you call, mention Douglas Kennedy Family. Again, that's Kendall, 512-517-7990. And mention Douglas Kennedy. And if my mom is listed, she needs to try to get ready to go with us. Oh, your mom had never been on a cruise before? No, you're not going to get her to go either. <laughs> yeah, you know, cruises, I like them. You know, it's just, again, I've always tried to do something that, um, I don't know, just people, the thing about cruises that everybody talk about, this is just me, darling, you've been on cruises, so you can, you can, you can, you can inform us, educate us. But most people talk about the food. They talk about the uh, entertainment, and they just don't, to me, you know, like I said, I used to work for the airlines, and they, and I got it offered at low as $300 and didn't take it, because I kept saying, why well, I just want to eat and be entertained, I can do that, but uh, it's more to it than that, to, than that right? It is. To me, it's relaxing. You know, uh, you get on there, and everything is there. You don't have to worry about making your bed, your Food is all cooked. It is just a fun, relaxing vacation. It's really, yeah. you know, when it starts smelling, you really can't tell the folks moving. Yeah, that's what I hear. Because that's another thing. Some of you get seasick, but they say you can't even feel it moving. Well, you know, if there's a patch that you can put behind your ear, you get from the doctor. Either you could take the, oh, I forget the name of the medication you could take. You can just go into Walmart or somewhere like that and buy it and start taking it if you think you're going to get sick. Well, anyway, family, this is Darlene talking about a cruise, a cruise in 2016. And so uh, we're inviting those of you that are very interested in this to Give the uh, agent name one more time, darling. Her name is Kendall Wallace, 512-517-7990. And don't forget to mention Douglas Canning Family Cruise. Okay, okay, there you have it, folks. That's just one of the things coming your way. Uh, and there's other things I want to bring up, but before I do, I just want to say, darling, that's very good that you get the research to go out and find out the prices. Oh, by the way, quote the prices one more time, because I know that's the bottom okay. line for a lot of people, and, and about the $50 deposit. Okay, a balcony is $787 per person. Ocean view with a window is six hundred and seven dollars per person. Interior no windows is five hundred and twenty seven dollars per person. But mind you, you can fit up to four people to a room. That kind of the rooms are small, but 
you are able to do four people to a room, and that brings the price down a little bit. Uh, she has to tell you about that. I don't have the figures on that one. Interesting, interesting. Of course, you can pay, um, I think it's insurance. That'll be extra. You know, like if if something comes up and you can't take the trip, you can cancel out and get your money back. There's something called insurance. And also, uh, you have to have a selling sign card, which is a credit card or either you put up $150 down and no cash is accepted on the cruise. Oh, really? Not at all. And tip... I didn't know that one. You didn't know that? I didn't know about the cash. I never knew that that was the case on cruise. You can, you know... Right, right. You live and you learn, um, though. You live and you learn. Yeah. It's so... I think you can also, after you get all your money and stuff in, you can also call and set up an account there and already have money going in there also so you won't have to, you know, get it, you know, come up with $150 at one time. That's just the key from um, using your credit card. Okay, okay. And Darlene, uh, so those of you that are interested again, Darlene is speaking about a cruise 2016 to Belize. And one more time, the area other than Belize it covers? It's going to go to Cosmel, Mexico, Belize City, Belize, Mahogany Bay. Boy, that sounds just like the cruise my system just went on about a year ago. But anyway, maybe this is some, uh, my way of getting another shot at it because I do, I do dig. I am interested. I am excited by just the very country beliefs itself. A lot of history there, folks. But also, let's switch gears, darling. You also have something else to talk about the 2017. We want to cover that real quick, and then, folks, we are. It's 9:01. We we are right on schedule. In a little bit, we're gonna we're gonna open up the open forum. We got lots of topics. We got Ella on the line, and I'm gonna bring on a, another guest here in a little bit. So, darling, is just talking about some of the things that we're gonna be offering uh, in the future here, and then we'll get into that open forum. But, darling, go ahead with about the reunion, please, in 2017. Okay, uh, family, we need you to mark your calendars for 2017, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. We're we're in the beginning stages of planning the family reunion, but we wanted to give out the dates so you can mark your calendars and prepare for that. We're putting every effort to make this reunion a success. We have a hotel in mind, but by then... So far in advance, we can't make that arrangement. Well, we can't make any concrete arrangements. Um, That's good. That's good. What counties do we have the state of the third quarter bill? That's great. So anyway, folks, that's 2017. The dates one more time. Of the third quarter bill. Because there are people actually planning a vacation that far ahead. So that's why we want to start talking about this 2017 
reunion. Again, folks, you listen to the Douglas County Family Friends Network. I am Seth. I have on the line Ella and Darlene. I want to bring up one more thing, and then we're going to, I think, one more thing. Well, a couple more things, and then we're going to go ahead and start to open for them. Real quick, folks, and it's going to be super quick. Anybody in the Douglas Kennedy family that is interested in a Bible study, a Bible study, not on Tuesdays, it'll be a different day of the week, please go to the Ed Isabel page and make it known or message me. Let me know. Uh, it's just going to be like a grassroots, no reverence and, 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 and no nobody trying to lord over nobody, nobody trying to be no leader, just a grassroots Bible, just a Bible and a bunch of everyday people that want to know what the Father has for them. It's just that simple. Nothing nothing more than that. Just people that want to know, uh, just seeking the heart of God, they want to sit down as a family and, 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 and we just talk. It'll be a little different format. We'll probably have open lines, whereas all the lines are closed right now. We can't hear anybody but the darling and Ella right now. Well, the Bible study will open up all the lines. I know it sounds a little crazy, but I've done it before, and it's, it really is orderly. Everybody knows not to say none at the same time. You do have a coordinator, but it's very interesting. If you're interested, message me. Message me. All right, and um, well, that's pretty much it. Let's go ahead and start with the open forum, and I want to um, uh, go to uh, Ella. Ella? I want to bring you on with the first question. Actually, hold on. Let's do something. I want to. I think our guest is in the house. I see a hand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, I think this. Hold on one second, everybody. This may be our mystery guest. Eric code two ten six five three two ten six five three. You have your hand. Do you have a question or comment, or is this my guest? Uh, I'm the guest. Okay, guest. Well, this is a mystery guest, everybody. I was talking about earlier. We have on one mystery guest, which is Ella, all the way from Missouri. And then this is the second mystery guest. And go ahead and identify who you are, please, as, as it relates to Ed and Isabel family. Okay, my name is William B. Johnson, and I've been the husband of Emma Jewel Douglas Johnson for the last 51 years. So that's how I fit wow. into the Douglas family. Wow, wow. And, and as everybody knows, Emma Jewell uh, was a part of that first show we had on Bubba Jack. And uh, so, family, welcome. Well, and also, uh, Thank you. Uh, you are in the, you. can everybody hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Everybody hear me okay? Okay. Yes. Also, you are uh, also on the buddy, uh, the Ennis buddy side, which is Darlene. That's the same side of the family you're on, correct? Correct. Yes. All right, yes, so y'all probably running, y'all probably running similar circles. Well, listen, uh, again, folks, now we got everybody on the line. It's the four of us, and we want to open up this uh, open forum with uh, just asking a question. Uh, 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 William, since you're just popping the line, I'll go ahead and pose it to you. Um, we already talked, okay, folks. Uh-huh. So he has something to say real briefly about the election, and then we're gonna. Uh, Actually, ask our next question. Let Ella open up with any other things she have on her mind, and we'll take it from there. So, William, since you're just coming on the line, and again, mm-hmm. this is okay. William Johnson, all the way from San Antonio, husband of Emma Jewell. You, will you brief okay, on yeah, the election, you. please? 
Thank, thank you very much, Seth. Uh, it is election time uh, in Texas. Uh, today is Tuesday, and uh, early voting obviously took place last week. Uh, the voting turnout, for I know, has been quite low, uh, unfortunately, less than 10% of eligible voters. But uh, what it is, is is what it is. But in Texas, we were voting on seven propositions. Uh, some of the propositions were more... Uh, I guess, sexy than others, but uh, they all were on the ballot, and uh, we did have to vote one way or the other to either uh, improve, uh, pay less money for taxes and various other things. In my school district, for example, we had to vote on another bond issue. But uh, it's important. It's over. But uh, I'm hoping that we as a family and we as a people will continue to uh, Always vote at every opportunity because too many people have sacrificed too much in order for us not to. But today is come and gone. The next voting will take place in the Texas primary for President of the United States in Texas. That will be in March. San Antonio will be the site of the state uh, Democratic Convention. The public convention, I'm not sure where they'll have theirs. And, of course, next November we'll be voting again for the President of the United States. So I'm sure we'll all be uh, excited and voting for our favorite candidate. Do you? Uh, let me ask you this, William. Do you work in the polls or anything like that? You seem pretty uh, up on a lot of. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm of part. Of, yeah, I'm part of the Bear County Democratic Party's executive committee. I'm a precinct chair, which means uh, I have a certain area that uh, technically I'm responsible for getting out to vote and that sort of thing. To be honest, I don't deed a lot of bushes any anymore too much. I like for someone to really take uh, take the spot, but uh, I'm one of uh, a number of precinct chairs in Bear County. Each county in Texas has the same kind of setup that we have in Bear County, but I tend to be involved that way. Also in the NAACP, where I serve on the executive committee of the San Antonio branch as a life member, so I... I've been up close and personally involved as a political action chair for the NACP, so I take voting and political uh, issues seriously because it does impact our lives in a significant way every day of our lives, whether we participate or not. The rest of us still, uh, the rest of us decide for you if you don't decide, you know, for yourself what's happening politically. So let's not stand on the sidelines, family. Let's be involved politically every opportunity. Let, let me do this, uh, William and Ella. You and uh, uh, Darlene can ask any questions. Shoot, jump in here as well. But uh, mm-hmm. I got a question for you. I'm gonna play devil devil advocate because a lot mm-hmm. of people do think like a lot of people do think like what I'm about to say. But a lot sure. of people say this. I've heard this uh, all my life that it doesn't matter. I'm gonna put a little music on in the background. Everybody's gonna be startled, folks. Uh, right. A lot of people feel like why should we vote they already have elected a uh somebody said barack obama was elected before he even was in pre- he even was president and there's a lot of people that say oh we got proof so it's not Wilson and dixie here these people really say that they have a lot of proof that uh why y'all voting you know this this i mean and and I tell them this. This is what I tell them. But I would love to know what you would tell them also. But I tell mm-hmm. them this. Our forefathers died, bled, 
was hung, all types of things happened to him just for us to have this right to Nothing else. You should not waste the vote because of the blood and sweat and tears behind that. And uh, while I do uh, even agree with some of that I just said, I actually do, I'm a part of that belief system. I do think there is a such thing as a one-world government, Illuminati, the powers that be. I do think presidents, some presidents are chosen. I don't think a, 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 a street worker from uh, Chicago uh, uh, you know, and then a, a brief senator can wind up president of the United States unless there's some powerful hands that be. However, the father can work with, it's like the scriptures say, what the enemy means for bad, the father, the almighty can come in and use that situation, and I think voting plays a part in it. And I tell them that. Well, what would you mm-hmm. say to them, William? Well, you know, that that's a good one, Seth. Uh, you, you threw out a lot there, and I can't uh, totally disagree with everything that's been said. You know, the system that we have in this country is so huge and, and quite uh, complex. And uh, there are deals that are going on uh, all the time. But I do believe, though, that the people uh, have a role in the matter, and I think it's, it's a significant role. Uh, no one can just decide uh, that, say, a Barack Obama uh, will, in fact, become president of the United States, and it happened. I think uh, I can say one thing, though. There was divine intervention, I believe, that uh, was a factor in his becoming president of the United States. I do believe that, but I don't think uh, two or three human beings manipulated all the millions and millions of folks who voted. As you know, we don't directly elect the president of the United States. He's not elected by popular vote. Uh, he's elected by electoral college in this country, which, and electors from each state is determined by uh, the results of the voters in each particular state. But the electors are not bound to vote the will uh, of the people that they represent. Normally they do, but they really aren't. So there's a move afoot to maybe change the way in which we elect president. Uh, there's a consideration to start electing president by a popular vote. I mean, the man, the one that wins, if one guy gets a million, the other one gets a million and one, the one with the million and one is the president. But that was, it's not that way now. Certain states have more sway than others because of their population. California, Florida, Ohio, Texas, New York, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, I think there may be some things going on in the background that we're not aware of uh, to, in fact, uh, help a uh, given person become the nominee from a particular party, uh, I would say yes on that, because a small amount of people in the primaries really decide who the uh, the nominee will be very often. That's how Carson and Trump surface and top. Not because they'll be elected eventually, I don't think so, but there's a few people who are voting and active, and that's how they end up being at the top, at least so far. But I think ultimately the American people do in fact decide uh, who the president uh, of these United States uh, happen to be. I guess I'm naive enough to still believe that uh, we, the millions and millions and millions of us who vote, aren't voting in vain. Uh, that just happened to be my uh, my view, but I hear you. Well, let me ask you, let me, let me, let me, let's get uh, Miss Ella to chime in here. Ella, uh, darling, right. any, any comments on that? Well, I've talked to some people about voting, and and what I hear is, why should I vote? Because 
it's not going to make a difference anyway. And I tell them, if you have a 1,000 people thinking just like you, it won't make a difference. You need to find out what's on the ballot, who's on there, do some research on them, and then cast your vote. I vote. Okay. I vote say Very good, Cousin Ella. And the thing about it, I vote because when I was young, at home, and when my mom and dad and them was trying to get people to start voting, it was like chaos. It was scary. You had people riding around in the neighborhood trying to find out who's going to vote. You had people buy, uh, buying a, a bottle of liquor, uh, liquor to buy votes. And I just made up in my mind when I was little like that, when I get old enough and big enough to vote, then nobody's going to stop me from voting. And I try to stick to that. Amen. There were lives lost. There were people threatened because of the color of their skin. And some couldn't read or write. So they just had a mark and an X, you know, for their vote. And that's why I think it's very important that we do get out and vote. Good point. Right. Very good point. I never heard that about the the, uh, the buying the liquor. That was pretty interesting. Well, Miss <laughs> Darling, you have anything to add to that? Anything? Any to add to that? Well, um, growing up, you know, I don't think my grandparents ever voted, which is kind of sad itself, but. Uh, that attitude about what is not going to make a difference, I hate that. In fact, today I got off work at 3 p.m. and around 4 o'clock I was voting very last day. I normally don't do that because I felt I didn't, I guess I'm saying I will not let myself fall into that trap or thinking my vote doesn't count. Yeah, that's that's wisdom. That's wisdom there. Let me ask you all this, uh, and I'm so glad that uh, uh, so many have came in. This phone line is now full like it was last week because I was a little concerned there. That was the lowest uh, opening phone line attendance I ever seen, and now, boom, it is everybody is here. I see you. I see you coming in late. Uh, I ain't going to let you know that, Eric Cole, but whoever you are, thank you, family, for checking us out tonight. And uh, those of y'all that did come in a little bit after, I know a lot of y'all have a lot of things you're doing in your life. So just go back to the link and check it out later with what you decided at the very beginning of the show. I think you'll be interested. I think you'll be out. Uh, you will be glad. Folks, listen, you're listening to the Douglas Kennedy Family Friends Network. Uh, for those of you who just came in the room, uh, we got Ella on the line, co- uh, a guest uh, host on the line. We have William all the way in San Antonio, again, another guest, and then Darlene and myself, and we just open forum here talking about whatever's on your mind. So far, we've talked about the election, but I do want to switch gears. It, it, that is, if anybody have anything else to add on that before I do so. Anybody else have any more to add on that before I switch gears? No, let's switch gears. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Ella had mentioned some things, uh, and William, I appreciate you sharing that. I didn't know that you had that kind of knowledge into the whole election process. I may have to give you a call after the show uh, at a later time about some other issues I got to uh, 
that I have with regards to the election, but uh, right. candidates and candidates and so forth. We don't want to tell everybody who to vote for, but uh, I right. got I got a feeling you have the four one one on some of these people. But listen, people, <laughs> I spoke with Miss Ella earlier, and she. Uh, was talking about some very interesting things about insurance, and I told her I'd like for her to share it on the show because uh, it may help somebody. Ella, go ahead with what your concerns were that you had uh, uh, discovered with regards to insurance and how that would relate to this family. Okay, family, what's on my heart and is what I experienced. We were always taught to buy insurance, so... You know, we'll have something to bury or you have a little something to pay off some bills. And so I bought insurance. And, in fact, it was like a $100,000 policy. And when I turned, like, 60 is when I found out that the older you get, your your premium goes up. In fact, mine's doubled <laughs> from $89 to 100 and. 80 or 90-something dollars, and I I didn't know that. And when I uh, inquired about it, and they told me that once you pass 60, every five years your insurance can go up. In fact, it can double for the same amount of coverage. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, that's a little scary. And one policy I had, when I bought a small policy, I said comfort policy, to have enough to bury me and they won't have to worry about it, it was only 10000 And when I turned a certain age, that 10000 uh went up, and they told me that 10000 was dropping down to 5000 And I'm like, why? All this money I paid into it. And they said, well, that's the kind of policy you had. I said, but no one informed me about this when I got the policy. And it was like, oh, well, so I cashed that one out. And and my thing is, did anybody else know anything about when you get a age that your policy go up? And if you can't afford it, they'll drop it down, but it's still going to cost you a lot of money. What do you think, family? Well, uh, well, actually, uh, I've had a similar experience, really. Uh, You're absolutely right. But what I've learned, though, uh, Ella, over the years is that the best uh, insurance to have for life coverage and the less expensive is term policy. Uh, Whole life policies, in my opinion, make little or no sense over the long run. I mean, this idea of putting money into insurance and having money build up for you is really not the best approach to dealing with our money. So term life is the least expensive for the best coverage. But with term life, there's also this thing about reaching a certain age, and it puts it pretty much out of reach. So I I reached that point. And when I did, I made a decision. I said, no, I'm not going to pay that double what I was paying. So I I did what I call self-insure. I insured myself. Uh, I bought a little situation, and it's totally covered and paid for. So I'm not paying insurance anymore because I've just taken care of my situation prior to, mm-hmm. if you understand, and, and I did it that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very you know that they call those black people policies the ones that 
uh, you pay for, and it's not they pay like five hundred dollars or less than a thousand dollars on a barrier. Uh, my sister is working in that field right now, and yeah, they have a term for that called black people policy. <laughs> what? Well, never heard of is it, but true? you know, I don't really? doubt it. Yeah, um, yeah. They didn't actually say black people, but you know, you get my drift. Yeah. No, sure. what is the? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get your drift. <laughs> Very interesting, folks. I uh, didn't know any of that, especially about it increasing L at 60, over 60, you said. Oh, yeah. Yep, sure does. Live, wow. long, live long enough and you'll find out. And, you know, well, another thing uh, they were selling older people, like, accidental insurance. And uh, they thought they had burial. So the person... You know, they die at 70 years old, and you go in, you have to foot the whole bill because it was an accident. You know, it was natural. Cause it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, listen, folks, Elder, did you have any more to share on that? That was pretty, uh, hopefully nobody have to go through that. Uh you have any more to share on that? Well, it was think. okay, well, what's the option? What else can we do? And not only that, we got young people that don't have any insurance, and then when they die, that's a hardship on the family to try to bury them. We just experienced that last week. Uh, you know, a family member didn't have any insurance, and, and he felt, was diabetic and didn't know it, went in a coma in the hospital, and they unplugged him. He didn't have any insurance. So somebody's got to bury you. Oh. Wow. Wow. Folks, we're just talking about, again, you listen to the open forum. This is the Douglas County Family Friends Network. We just opened tonight just sharing things that we think would be very valuable to the family. So this is one of those shows where you're really looking in. It could save your life. Or it could, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. It could save your life. Uh, I want to talk about something that's been making the news very popular, very popular right now, uh, and that is the situation in our schools with our young people. Uh, we got a, a epidemic on our hand. We got a problem. And what, get, what gets me about this problem is not the problem itself, but just that I I hear that it's been going on forever. Now, I know in our schools, when I went to high school, now I went to rough, I went to rough high, I went to two different high schools, so one of them was pretty rough, and I've seen a lot. I've seen people fight teachers, literally fight mm. teachers, teachers fight back. I went to some rough schools, but that stuff that's on the Ed and Isabel page, that clip, that's unheard of. I mean, to me, it would be, I mean, this this fight I saw was a teacher trying to get somebody out of the classroom, and they just kind of was just pushing on each other. But for a teacher to sit there and let kids just act like they act on that video, and I don't know if everybody knows what video I'm talking about, but if not, I'm sure you've heard about the the, 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 the top story, one of the top stories uh, circulating the scene and all these other uh, uh, news affiliates where this young girl 
was pulled, this young black girl was pulled out, was threw out of a chair by a police officer across the room. And I mean, she literally slid. When he he pulled her out of that seat like an animal or something, just slew on the other side of the room. And I happened to see, I thought it was a black male teacher. Somebody else said, no, that wasn't it. But I'm pretty sure I saw a black male teacher watching all of this along with the students. What got me, family, was the look on their face. They was used to it. You could tell they was used to it. And, and, and one young kid even said, that officer do that all the time. So this is going on, and then I did a little research because I don't just want to get emotional and, and talk about something that's not true. I've been hearing about it for years, but I didn't think it was this bad. I mean, anybody see that video, first of all, what I'm talking about where the uh, – the kids with the two videos. There's two videos we're talking about. One of them is a police officer dragging a girl. She was resisting arrest, and he dragged her out of a chair. He threw her out of a chair across the room like a little rag doll. Uh, the other one video I'm talking about is a teacher's just sitting there, a black teacher. This is mostly non-white students, uh, and these students is acting a literal fool. And, and, and white kids do it too, by the way. I don't want to make this a black thing. But it just so happened these were black kids, pretty much, and Hispanic. And I mean, they were just acting a fool. And the teacher was just looking like so helpless. She didn't really put her foot down. She looked scared. Did anybody see the other than me? Well, I, I didn't see the second one, Seth. I did see that person where the cop uh, threw the little girl in a chair across the room, pretty much, a drugger. So, yeah, I did see that. But I didn't see the student attacking the teacher, and the teacher was felt under siege. Uh, I didn't see that one. But the first the one that I did see was quite upsetting to me uh, to have well, a... Wait till you see the second one. Wait till you see the <laughs> second one. And the mm-hmm. teacher is just sitting there, and this this, these, this guy is just in her face, and he's cussing her out, and he tells her to sit down. She stands up to do something. He says, sit down. You need to sit down. I mean, and the, these black girls, and, and not to say because they're black, mm. a white, I'm sure, probably leads yeah. this whole uh, rebellion. But uh, uh-huh. it, it was pretty pretty bad, y'all. And and it's not. This is why a lot of people want to put their kids in private school. This is why a lot. This is why a lot of people. Uh, they they're not fooling me with this whole AP program and a lot of these programs for the smarter people. They're trying to create a segregation in these schools with these different programs because some of these kids is just out of control. So what are we doing? Is this a session where we're just going to talk about the problem? The problem? No. Tonight. I have on three different guests with myself, and I want us to brainstorm what do y'all think, number one, is the problem (laughs) with these kids, and number two, what is the solution? Because we have people in this family that is that school teacher that was in that classroom. We have people in this family that, that, that really is those kids that was acting up, as well as people in this family that was the kids that was well behaved looking at their uh, classmates act the fool. There was some kids that was just looking like, oh, my God, they crazy. So we have all of this in our family. So I want you all to chime in here, not everybody at the same time, but what is going on, y'all, for real? This is not some remote problem. This is I'm in Fort Worth. I hear it in the Dallas Independent School District, Fort Worth Independent School District, I hear it in the Arlington area. I know it's it's all throughout Texas. They talk about it all the time in the state capital. I mean, what is going on? Anybody have any put in, input in with that? And by the way, those of you on the phone lines, I'm watching the phone lines. Anybody, anybody on the phone lines? 
that want to chime in, I'm going to ask you now to press 1, or you can press any time, really. And I'm going to keep watching the phone lines for anybody that have a question. Again, you can come on. You have uh, roughly 10 minutes left. Unless we get to ask any question, you can talk as long as you want. But go ahead, Ella, William, or Darlene, uh, um, anybody? I okay. saw both uh, videos, and they both was disturbing. Um, there are no consequences for the kids. They can do things and, and get by with them. And then there are some parents that come up and defend their bad behavior or cuss the teacher out or jump on the teacher when they try to discipline their children. And I think a lot of that comes from the home. My thing is with, with my daughters is you go to school to learn, not to talk back to an adult. If you've got a problem with them, you let me know, and I will handle that. I will talk to an adult, not you. You sit down, close your mouth, and do what you need to do. I like that. <laughs> That's old school. That's old school. Well, listen, yes, uh, before I know y'all probably want to chime in after her, but listen real quick. We got a hand that went up. I think it's the hand. Erico 918777. If you're not trying to ask a question, please. Press one on your phone now because your hand just went up. Again, area code nine one eight seven seven seven. If you do want to ask a question, I'm coming at you in three seconds. Okay, their hand is still up, so I'll go ahead and open up the phone line. Area code nine one eight seven seven seven. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Okay, uh, not not more so a question, but a comment. This is Angie um, out of Oklahoma, and uh, Angie, my mother was Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Angie, I, I am I am I am M B Douglas on last week's session, granddaughter and the daughter of, of Benny Delonia and Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas with my great grandparents. There you go. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, my my comment I I agree with um the lady, I'm sorry, I apologize in advance and I, I, I forgot your name. But everything yeah, she said I, Ella, Miss Ella, I, I agree with you, and everything you said is the, the same uh, approach I uh, had with my with my boys. You know, um, the respect was lost when one person was allowed to take prayer out of the schools. Where were we? Where were where were our togetherness then? Okay, we have allowed people to come in and infiltrate the things that we grew up at with the values and take them away and say that we can't do this or we can't do that with our kids. And that way the kids have got wind of this so they can do whatever and then say, I'm going to call DHS. I'm going to call the police if you touch me. So basically they have taken away our rights as parents. But the Bible says, spare the rod, spare the child, bend the sapling while it's young. So if there's too many babies having babies, mama, grandmama is raising the kids, and they're trying to raise the grandkids and the kids at the same time. There's no balance there. So where, where, where there is no balance, it's, 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 it's unstable. And where there's no stability, something is going to fail. So that's my opinion. I like that. I like that. Anybody want to have a question for, say your name one more time, please? 
Angie. This is An- this is Angelia Franks. Okay. I thought you go by Angie sometimes. Well, Angie, so you know, put you know, it's just no, Angie is the best, the best. I prefer. Okay, Thank I thought, you. I remember you from last week. I remember you now. I remember it. I've been very clear. Anybody got any questions for her? Seth, can you hear me? Yes, I can. This is Emma Johnson, William Johnson's hey. wife. So we're on the same line. The daughter of Ennis Douglas and Ines Douglas, Emma Jewel Johnson. Hey, Miss Emma Jewel, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, and it's good to hear you again. And Darlene, Ellen, and my husband speaking. I'd like to make a comment about the video and about the teachers' roles in school. I am a retired school teacher. I taught 35 years. And I know exactly what teachers are going through. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. Angie, you can just kind of hang out on the line for right now, okay? Just just hang tight, all right? Yes, sir. I will. Oh, okay. We'll leave you on the line. So we'll leave Angie on the line to hear Emma's comment. Go ahead, Emma. Okay. I retired in 2011. I started teaching in 1976, and I retired in 2011. I understand wow. clearly what you're talking about, about the children and the parents and also the teachers' situations. I did see the video where the cop pulled the student out of the chair, and to my understanding, the teacher was a black male and from what I could see, I could see him moving around the classroom and not helping. I understand that in that situation, the young lady had refused to uh, obey several teachers, that the teacher had called for two or three different teachers to come in for help. I also understand that an administrator came in and she still refused. But even if that, the police should not have done what he did to that student. Also, I feel that the teacher should have intervened. When the teacher saw what this cop was doing to this student, he should have intervened in between and told him, no, you stop this. I called for help, but I didn't call for you to do this to this. Then for someone else to help. Now, I also understand that parents, a lot of parents do support the teachers. I had very supportive teachers. I mean, parents, when I was teaching, they would tell me, all you have to do if you encounter a situation is call me if you can't get me send a note home by the child, and I will take care of it. The next day, I will take off work. I will do what I have to. I've also had parents to come to my school and spank the children at school. They said, you acted up in Miss Johnson's room. You're going to get your spanking in Miss Johnson's room. And they've actually done it. Then it came to a point where the administrators decided you cannot spank a child in the classroom in front of other kids, 
they would take them to the restroom and spank them, and the other kids would hear them crying. So you do have supportive parents. You also have kids that would tell you, if you touch me, my parents will sue you. So you do have those kind of parents, too. I've had parents to come to the school and talk to teachers and say that. If you touch my child, you have me to contend with. I've had parents come to the school who tried to fight teachers. I was also an administrator, vice principal, for three years. I've had to go out to teachers' classrooms and intervene and bring parents out of the classroom. They're coming up there to fight the teacher. So I've experienced all of that. So uh, it is you do have supportive parents, and then you have some that do not. Well, let me ask you this, Emma Jewel, and I'm so glad that uh, William uh, brought you in because this is really uh, valuable information. Now, let me ask you a question. So what do you say about – you, you say you saw both videos? No, I just saw the one where the cop pulled the student from the chair. I didn't see the, okay. the other one. The other video, I, I don't know if you're online or not, but maybe you and William can pull this up. It's on the Ed and Isabel page, and this lady is a black woman just like yourself. She's sitting there. She's very mild and mannered, and these kids, it is a circus, and she's just looking. And it don't matter if she's a sub or not. I don't know if she's a sub or whatever, but they are acting a – I've never seen nothing like that. And I was one of the ones that was a clown, a class clown at times. At times, my mother would really get with us, so I didn't do it too much. But sometimes I was a class clown, but we never pulled nothing like, nothing like what that what those kids did. And I'm talking about now, you got to see it. I mean, they are laying on the floor, they're laughing, they're playing music. They just one one gentleman that she gets cursed out. They use they use the f word so much you can't even. I was going to play the video on the show, but it's too much. Content. I've seen the video. They, it, it, yeah, they tell the teacher, sit down. What are you doing here? And she went to stand. She looked scared. It, 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 I mean, I've never seen nothing like it, and I've seen it. Now, these, I didn't see that. Are these high school students? Or? Yes, 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 yes. We're going to have to pull it up. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see that one. I uh, I taught elementary school. I taught kindergarten uh, through fifth grade. But uh, you do have a lot of discipline problems with the little kids. You have little kids that were sent to alternative schools. Kids were in the first and second grade because of the problems. And uh, so it's not only high school. It starts from kindergarten, preschool, all the way up. I've seen it all. Fortunately, I was always basically uh, able to handle my problems in the classroom, and my parents were supportive. It also depends on the teacher that you have, and the parents know how you really care about their children, and they will support you. They will support you, just like I said. I've had them to come up to the classroom and whip them. They said, now I'd like to see you act up again in class. I'll take off work again. So it just depends. And like I said, you have it on the other side. You have it. Well, they say, you touch my child, you have me to contend with. Yeah. Anybody so, want to chime in and ask a question to uh, any, any questions or comments? Anybody? I do. Because we kind of went to school together. <laughs> um, 
when I was looking at that video, to me, it almost seemed fake. It was so unreal, it seemed fake, because, mm. you know, we went to Peacock, right? And to have that done and the teacher just sitting there and looking, it would not have happened here. No, that would not have happened. That would not have happened in our schools. Back where we, Darlene and I went to school in Milano and Acock High School in Rockdale, Texas, as far as I know, that never happened. The only time I've seen anything happening here now is since I've been in San Antonio, Texas, to see that. But not where we grew up. That didn't happen. Right. It it just seemed fake to me almost. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. See, y'all getting the same feeling that I got when I saw it. But check this out. It wasn't fake. Because <laughs> I, 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 no, no, I'm letting you know for sure it wasn't fake. Check this out. Okay. I was, I, my son, y'all, that, see, I love what you just said, darling, because that's exactly what I felt when I first looked at it. But then I got to thinking about my experiences in Cincinnati with my son, and uh, I would go to up to the school, and I would hear things. I would hear with my own ears. One teacher got smart. She created a device. She was a, a geek type of teacher. I shouldn't say geek. I, I shouldn't even say that. But she was a really, you got to know who I'm talking about to see why I use that word. But she created this device that no cell phones could operate in her room. It was like a, scam, a scrambler because people was texting back and forth questions on the answers on the test, and they was out of control. I mean, the, I'm telling you, that video is just a tip in the iceberg. A lot of these schools, a lot of these schools have this. I'm trying to not tell the whole story here because for time's sake, and I don't want to dominate. I've talked enough here. But, folks, listen, in the city of Cincinnati, Ohio, it is that bad. I just never was a student sitting in the classroom, but I would be in the office when they would bring the students there, and I would hear the kind of charges, you know, not just fighting, but uh, uh, taunting the teacher, spitting on the teacher, uh, all kind of crazy mm-hmm. things you can't imagine. It's not like it was before, and, and I like what uh, I think it was uh, Angie said earlier. I think it's because of God being out of the whole equation because now all these kids got rights, and I would hate to be you, Emma Jewell, a school teacher right about now because these kids got they do have rights and and now the cops is on the scene and 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 that's <laughs> you this is what you got to look at this this darling this is to you and, and Emma Joe because y'all old school like I am we came up at a different time and I think Angie might be with us on that and I don't know where William and uh uh, uh can't even think in my mind I'm going so fast and Ella is but. <laughs> At our generation, we have a hard time believing that video, but this is how you know the video is true, Darlene. Look at the faces on those kids when that cop, that, that cop is not acting. When that cop pulls that girl out of that video, we know is real. Oh, not that one. Look. Not that one. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I know that was good, but the, the one when the teacher is just sitting there no, like she's all. Right. I'm saying look at the one that you saw. Look at the actions of the people in the classroom. That's how you know whether or not it's the, the norm. It's the norm for cops to be doing that 
because nobody it's the, the the human natural response response is to jump up and start screaming. Oh my God! Especially a black man watching a young black girl get through. It's not mm-hmm. natural to just stand there and look unless you see it all the time. But listen, you don't have to trust me. I'm talking to the whole family here. Go on YouTube mm-hmm. and type in classroom cop uh, or something like that. You will see cops. Inter- you just see that kind of stuff on YouTube. These kids are smart with these cell phones. It's all over the Internet, and that's where I'm at right now on this show. I'm in a state of shock because our last past month, I have been looking at some of these videos, and I'm telling y'all, there was no acting. That's happening. Those are what our kids are going through. They just ain't going to tell us. But anyway, I, I, we still have on the line, we still have on the line, I don't want to ignore anybody, we still have on the line Ella, and I'd like to know her opinion on that as well as Angie. Angie, why don't you go ahead and have last words, because we still got your line open. Why don't you have real, words real quick, and then we'll go ahead and go back to uh uh, okay, because I don't, I don't want to hold up. Somebody else may want to say something, but you know, I I appreciate you know uh, you uh, allowing me to speak. And I I saw the video. I saw I saw them both, and the lady looked like she was in in pure terror. You know, there's no way that I would I, I would allow my children to act behave in that in such a manner as that. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna make this last comment, and then I'm and then I'm a, I'm a uh, I'm gonna close the line out. I was I've been here from the beginning of the show, and the song you pr- played was it was a good song. It says, "Lord, don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb." You know, we telling God about our mountain, but we need to tell our mountain about our God. Amen. And thank you guys for listening. I I love everybody. Amen. Hold on, hold on, Miss Angie, before you run out. You there? <laughs> I. I <laughs> Hold on, I gotta say this for you. But that was pretty good. And you absolutely right. The scripture even tells us to if you say unto this mountain, be thy removed and cast in the sea. You better do that, Angie. You're absolutely right. And folks, family, I hope y'all heard her. She said, "Tell your mountain about your God." Amen to that. But I also mm-hmm. want to add. I also want to add. There's nothing wrong with the father getting involved as well in doing some things. As well, because some things we don't even Not know enough. to ask to move. Some problems, uh, Angie, we don't even know to ask. We'll know. We don't even know they have faith because we don't even know they exist to even ask God. So yes, He still needs to help us in that area. But I hear exactly what you're saying. You're right. That's scripture. Yes, I, it, it, it is true because uh, as 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 a race and as a family, our family is is not just large. Our family. Is important. It, it matters. It makes a difference. And then I heard a phrase uh, years ago, and this is how they think about our culture. They said, if you want to keep something hidden from a black man, put it <laughs> right. in a book. <laughs> you know, so we as a people, as a family, if we have never at a time thought that it was important, now it's time to be. Now it's time for us to think that we have to come together. We have to stick together. One can chase away a thousand. Two, ten thousand. So imagine the three and four and five hundred members we have, the, the the power that we have, and what we could do. Amen. Nobody's going to disagree with you on that. 
All right, cousin Angie, thank you for your input. Thank you so much, everybody. I love you. I love you all. Love you. Amen. Love you too. Love you too. All right, we haven't heard in a while from Miss Ella. I'm going to go to her, but I think that I think Angie could preach for real. Go ahead, Ella. Any questions or concerns? I don't want to ignore you. You're a little quiet. Well, no. The the thing about it is, uh, what do your family stand for? You know, you you gotta you gotta teach your children, your grandchildren, your neighbor children like they did back in the day. Because my mother taught the span, you wouldn't dare go nowhere and act up. You don't have to worry about no police officer or anybody else, because you know that she's gonna let the hammer down. We're more scared of her than anybody else. So you didn't go act in any kind of way. I don't care what you you know where you were, and what do you stand for. So I try to take that same principle is that I went through. You can't do, you can't say, no anything to me. I don't care, my child, my nieces, my nephew, any of them. They know, they know me, and they know who I am. You know, well, everything with respect. Que- let me ask you a question. Emma Jewel, this is kind of going to bring you into it. And William, I still, I still want to hear from you, brother. Uh, oh, okay. But listen, I've got I, I to gotta, I gotta say this because, you didn't, you didn't say this, Ella. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you talk a lot about the behavior of the kids, and I agree 100%. They need to change their behavior, but Emma Jewel talked about it too, but she also addressed the cop behavior. What do you think of the cop behavior? I know you, I know you disagree with I would assume, right? Exactly. Yes, no doubt. They should never call him. But, I mean, no, no, no. This, this is where they're at right now. And if I was a school teacher, this gonna, y'all may think I'm a little cuckoo when I say this, but you got to have some security with these kids, man. You can't be just a teacher in the classroom. It's not like in our day where, like, the moms, like, my mama was like you. I was listening to uh, 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 him, and Jules, him and speak earlier, and I, I kind of laughed because I said, that's exactly the words, the exact wording my mother would have used, you know, <laughs> about me. You know, she was up to school. My mother knew all of our teachers. Let me tell you how much my mother was up at the school. My mother was up at the school so much that if I meet anybody I went to school with, they know her name. My mother, all of my school teachers knew my mother's name. And watch this. Every birthday I ever had from kindergarten up to about the fifth grade, I had it at school in my class with the, with the cake. It's so embarrassing. My mother was there all of the time, in my behind, so to speak. So what I'm saying is that generation is gone. Yes, the like Emma was saying, there's parents you can work with, but there's also these new laws, these new rules, the uh, 241 kids or whatever it is. Uh, you know, all, it's, it's a different type of school now. So you have to have these security guards. I'm sorry, you do. So how should they act? I mean, I, I, mean, I know the answer to that, but I'm just putting it out there. Because somebody's going to say this. I've already heard them say, and it pissed me off when I heard it. That kid got what she deserved. She should have stood up behind her when the officer told her to, but her to buck that cop, she'd get what she deserved. And that's kind of how that black male teacher acted in the classroom, like, well, you should have did what we told you. I mean, I think that is crazy. <laughs> but some people are saying that these kids are out of control. When you see that second video, Emma, I would love okay. to know if you think it's justified to throw that boy across the room like they did that girl after what he did to that teacher. 
So you know, even though I haven't wanna... seen the video, that 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 would not be justified to do that. And me as a teacher in my classroom, if we had when we had problems, we had a buzzer that went directly to the office. And when you buzz in there, you, you just stay even without them answering it. They could see you could say, send an administrator, send one to help problems in the classroom, and then someone would come. But in the meantime. The teacher is in there working with the situation also, you know, keeping these kids apart, talking to them. You can also have children in your classroom trained to help calm the situation, which I did. So uh, so there, there are other alternatives. You know, I have kids in my classroom would say, John, you know you're not supposed to act that. You know Ms. Johnson didn't want that happening in our classroom. That's the way I had my kids trained. You know, they would help too. You stop and you sit down over there. <laughs> I mean, they would do that. Miss Johnson said, stop this, you know. And and uh, so they helped. I had little helpers that would do that. But back then, you know, I, we could do that. And just like you said, your mother would come up. You'd have your birthday. You'd have your birthday every year in the classroom with your cake and your ice cream or whatever. But, see, they stopped that. They stopped that in, in the classroom. You could no longer do that about the last five years that I taught. Yes, they could bring cupcakes, but they'd have to bring them to the cafeteria. Can't celebrate in the classroom anymore. So a lot of these rules and school district and things took away a lot of the things that caused children to be different. They even got to the point that if you wanted to give the kid a little treat, of course you're not supposed to give a lot of candy and goodies, but kids would earn little treats like that. We got to the point, can't, you can't give them a candy treat. You can't give them a bubble gum anymore. And whatever kind of treat you gave them, you had to give it to them once they lined up and ready to go home. You had to teach bell to bell. You can't do anything else but teach bell to bell. So that changed, too, a lot in the classroom. Classroom got to be not fun to the children anymore. You had to have a very creative teacher to keep the, the the children healthy, happy, and strong in the classroom. It really did change. Wow. Wow. Ella, were you finished with what your point you was making, or did you have another point? Well, what, what I was saying about the, the police officer, I was saying no, that he shouldn't have handled it th- that way. That was still a child, even though she was 16. Was a uh, childlike mind, and I just think it's some more training need to be done. He did what he always does because if not, they wouldn't have said he's Officer Slam. He always slamming kids down. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, and they fired him. Still, you know good, that shouldn't have good. taken place. Good, good, great. Well, Miss Emma Jewel, I must say I know you. Have a, hold on, hold on, everybody. I just got that little buzz in my ear saying those those in the chat room, you're going to be disconnected in 90 seconds. So if you're in the chat room, please call the phone lines. Otherwise, you will not be able to listen. Uh, okay. Uh, if you're on the phone lines, folks, some of y'all are new. i got to say this. Allow me to do this real quick, y'all. Uh, if you're on the phone lines, remember, if you get disconnected, we got a new thing now where you can call Darlene, please don't get disconnected, though. I want everybody calling her. Um, 
because she can get disconnected trying to connect you guys. But anyway, her number is 512-922-8161. If you get disconnected, call that number. If you forget what that number is, go to the chat room. It's posted right there, okay? But anyway, folks, don't get disconnected because after 10, you won't be to call back. You know, nobody can call back if you hang up right now. Um, but the show is good. I want to thank Emma Jewell. I want to thank William. I want to thank Ella. I want to thank uh, Darlene. A very good conversation we got going on here. I want to ask Emma a question, uh, if, unless, uh, Ella, you had more to say on that. Did you, were you done with what you were saying? Yes, I'm done. Okay. I want to ask uh, Emma a question. Then I want to ask her husband, William, a question about the black colleges. Uh, we, we had a conversation earlier, and y'all got to hear his take on black colleges. Very, very interesting. But, uh, Emma, you have been a school teacher, so you've seen a lot. What is this thing about the inner city versus private school? Why isn't this is a question I have for you, like personally? But I'm going to put it, make the bring the family involved because I've been wanting to ask teachers this for a long time. Um, well, what is this about public school teachers that they can't keep the kids interested like they do in the private school? Why do people want to put their kids in private school? Why? You as a public school teacher, and I'm sure you don't take too kind when somebody say that they would move a kid from your classroom and take it to a private school because they was a better teacher. What's up with that? I mean, please okay. comment on that. Okay, Seth, during my time as a teacher, there were several people, not from parents, not none of this ever happened in my classroom, who moved their kids from the public school, schools that I taught in, and put them in private schools because they would say the private schools have better discipline. They have a better curriculum. So I'm going to put my kids there. And do you know why they would do that? The the parents that did that, those kids were having problems in the public school. That's why they want to move them to the private school. Because they feel that I won't have as many problems with them here. But this is the truth. I have seen it. These same people who removed those kids from the public school, took them to the private school, you give them less too much time, they're back. They're back in that same school. They say, I thought it was going to be different over here in the private school. I experienced the same problems. So it just depends on the child the parents, and the teachers. So it's not necessarily those private schools are better than the public school. I've seen it. I've seen them remove, take them there, and I've seen them bring them back. And I've never heard that one before. Yes, That's ma'am. Good. Yes, sir, I have seen it. I have seen it. And, so, and, and now, when you, what, go ahead. Not go all ahead. of them would do that, but I have seen, I have seen it happen. Well, let me ask you this because I hear this a lot, too. Again, another question I want to ask a teacher uh, that's in the public school, and it's this, that the public school teachers, a lot of them don't care. Now, keep in mind, you're old school now. You retired in 2011. I guess you're not quite old school, but I'm saying you so you have taught lately, uh, but I hear that the public school teachers are not as creative, that these private schools, they pay high dollar to make sure that their kids graduate and those teachers get very animated. Sometimes they go on trips across the other side of the world if they have to. 
that, you know, they pay that big money, of course, to do so. But it also is to keep learning exciting and that oftentimes in public schools you get these teachers just collecting a paycheck. That happens in all schools. That happens. It depends on the teacher, Seth. It depends on the teacher. And in the in the public schools, these kids take trips too. They go on field trips. They go across country. You know, they have fundraisers to help send them to different places. This doesn't only happen in a private school. It all depends too about your classroom, how creative you are, and the type of teacher you are. So I cannot just say that only private school people do this. That's not true. I know for a fact public school teachers do it too. That's good. That's good. Well, that's why we're asking because, I, like I said, I've heard it so many times. It's funny. So many times, like the graduation rate is so low among public schools. And, of course, I believe it's because a lot of these knucklehead kids that don't that, that are not raised properly, no desire to learn, they're disruptive. And that's why a lot of the graduation rate is low because it's popular to be dumb, uh, popular to be cool, popular, you know, not to read, and popular to have a lot of girlfriends, and popular to be on, on play sports. It's a whole lot of reasons why kids are not graduating. But anyway, I have to ask you that. Anybody want yeah. to chime in? I know we, anybody got anything to say before I Because I want to switch gears and talk about black colleges. Anybody, anybody? Okay, is William still there? Yes, yes, I'm here. I'm just listening. Okay, William, you have made some comments. <clears throat> Thank you, Emma I really appreciate that, and hopefully you don't stay on the line. But, uh, William, you, you and I talked earlier. And you had talked mm-hmm. about uh, the, the, how you your faith in black colleges and that you're concerned about a lot of our people that have no faith in black colleges. And, and I'd like for you to kind of chime in on that. Let everybody give uh, them a sample of what we talked about earlier. Well, you know, uh, actually, uh, well, well I, I'm not, I'm certainly pro-education. Any way you can get it, that that's just fine. And I have a special place in my heart for UNCF School, United Negro College Colleges, really. Those who have brought us uh, thus far uh, are black colleges for the most part. Uh, so we cannot allow black colleges to uh, to fail. Uh, they, they've got to be around. However, there's so much competition nowadays with the other other schools until it's it's really a a, a a real race going on. I think to for the black it's it's getting a little more more and more difficult for the black schools to survive in a you know in a country like this. While I don't remember our conversation very well on black colleges per se, I, I did a little article one time on the pros and cons of black colleges because there there are pros and then there are cons really. But the main thing just for us as a people to just focus on education uh, and, and just focus on doing the best, being the best that we can be no matter where where we go. But let's not forget black schools, be it Houston Tillerson or Wiley or Prairie View or, you know, TSU or any other school. Let's certainly not allow them to, uh, you know, to uh, to go down the drain because uh, they they mean so much especially and they're doing a good job still graduating. I read one time that Purdue View produces some of the has one of the best engineering departments uh, uh, in this part of the country. I don't know if people realize that, but right down there at Purdue View, 
where uh, yeah, Fendi Bland was. Yeah, where I've heard Fendi that. Bland. And, yeah, and yeah. I want to say this. This is kind of a little bit what we were talking about earlier, but uh, uh, folks, family. <laughs> I tell my daughter, she goes to in uh, North Texas here in Denton. And, Mm -hmm. of course, I really, really want her to go to a black college, a good black college. And the reason why is because of this. Let me just say this real quick. A lot of our kids will never, ever know the kind of history that only you can get at black colleges about our people. Mm Mm-hmm. You go all of your life, you live and you die, and you never learn about anything but about us but slave ships on forward. And that is the <laughs> lie in the pit of hell. Right. And you mm-hmm. can never respect a people. You can never look in the mirror and have a really true wholesome self-esteem. Uh, and just because people go and get the degrees, the masters, the PhDs, that don't mean that they have a healthy self-esteem of who they are. I can prove it. Some of our our biggest oppressors among our people were those that was very educated. And keep in mind, it's just a degree. There's 360 degrees in this equation. We're talking about a degree of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is our kids are asking some very hard questions. Who are we? Why were we slaves? You know, what... you know, and all we have to do is wait on February to tell us a little bit positive things about ourselves. And we wonder why is all this self-hate, as black psychologists coin it, self-hate, where we want to support white businesses, white establishments more so than our own. So I wanted my daughter to go to a black college. And I want to know how y'all feel about this. Let me have it. Be honest with me, family. We all family here. But I learned after I got older, some of the most wonderful things on our planet started with people of color. And I'm talking about from the Bible all the way to Barack Obama. I'm talking about ancient, old stuff as long as the earth exists itself. I mean, I'm talking about glorious things that would lift people and having to never hold their head down. I'm talking about a glorious past that mm-hmm. would make one really want to look at that Bible in a completely different way. I'm talking about a glorious past to where we'll look at every single thing that was made and understand nothing would exist without the dark, the, contribu- the contribution of dark-skinned people. We don't want to worship dark skin. We don't want to make that more important, and we don't want to turn our kids into racist or anything like that. But I wanted my daughter to go to a black college because of that, because a lot of these kids really have a healthier self-esteem. And I want you all to give me some feedback. And, again, the phone lines are full still. Thank you all for holding on after 10. If you have any questions, please, please press one. But, family, listen real quick. I, I almost call it a rebirth. I was reborn again when I received the Messiah to my life with Christ. When I gave my life to God, that changed me. That was one birth. I mean, I was born, of course, as a human being. But when I began to follow Christ, that was one type of new birth. But there was another kind of rebirth. I have to be honest. When I really found out who and what I am, this thing that everybody seemed to hate in America, not everybody, but 
but a lot of our white brothers and sisters have this hate, this disdain this, this for our people. We're getting beat down by cops. You hear what's going on in the school system, and in every single aspect of life, we are going through this suffering. And, it, and the big question, the big elephant in the room, and yes, it's in the room of the Douglas Candy family as well, the big elephant in the room is why? Why do we suffer? At some point, your grandkids or great-grandkids are going to sit on your knee and they're going to say, Grandpa or Mama, why? Why? Why are we so hated? Why is black skin so hated? You know, why do our women, our people, I mean, come on, y'all know this is very old. So (laughs) when I begin to study and really break away, God blessed me to see 24 countries. And I told you earlier, I always want to go as further as I can from Texas as I possibly can. And a young lady told me a long time ago, she said, you will find when you begin to travel, you will be loved everywhere but here. I thought she was a little crazy to say that. Listen to her statement. Listen to her statement. You will be loved everywhere but here. So I went to China. I found that to be true. I went to yeah. India. I found that to be true. And I'm not going to go down the list, but I, everywhere I travel, I begin to see a whole new different kind of way of looking at everything. So I wanted my kid to get a, 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 something different. Anybody feel what I'm saying? Anybody understand what I'm saying? So you may not have to go to a black college per se to get that, but here's what I've learned about a lot of mainline colleges. They fear enrollment drops, so they won't talk too much about black history. They fear repercussions from being too controversial and talking about maybe a black Christ. Uh, They fear this. They fear that, but the MITs of the world, the Harvard, the Yale, these people don't fear enrollment. They got a line from here to New Jersey of people trying to get into their college. So they tend to just tell it like it is. Anybody? Say, Seth, I, I would love to know family input on that. Seth, can I mention something about the black colleges? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, about 20 years ago, I'm also an AKA. So about 20 years ago, we uh, sponsored, helped sponsored a black college tour of black teenage males and females. And I was fortunate enough to go on this tour to Chaperone along with my daughter. We visited 10 black colleges. It took us one week to do it. We went on a school bus. We started out, we went to Wiley. We went to uh, Morehouse, Spelman, all of those colleges down there. We went to Dillard's, went to Southern, went to College. It was a total of 10 all black colleges, and this trip was paid for. These black children enjoyed that trip tremendously. They had never experienced anything like that. And from what I remember and recall, about half of those kids went on to go to black colleges. We need to start taking our children to these black colleges to visit them and see what they're all about. And then the children will become familiar with them. Those children 
was so overwhelmed to go and visit these black colleges. So parents should plan an opportunity to take their children to visit black colleges when they are preparing to go to college. Well, like William said earlier, and I don't want to paint the picture tonight, or this is not what this show is about, everybody getting them black college. Again, my daughter does not go to a black college. But I'm just saying I experienced what Emma Jewell was just saying, and that's why I wanted my daughter, but I, I, I respected her choice. And uh, here's the argument that a lot of people have about black colleges. They they feel you on that, but here's what they say. They say on a marketing level, and I would love to know what Darling and Ella think of this, and William as well. They On a marketing level, this is what they say. When your kid go to get that job, if they put Prairie View A&M on that application and uh, any other black college, it's not respected as the the – other colleges of the world, and so it could it could it could it could jeopardize your way of life, even though you spent four, five, six years getting that degree or master's or whatever. So, some people say get go to the black college and get your BA, and then go on to the, another white establishment to get that. Mix it up. I've heard that. I've heard also that black colleges are party schools. Now, I, I don't believe that's a lie, but I'm just saying these are some of the stereotypes you hear about black colleges. And again, folks, we're not trying to say kids need to go to black colleges. Not, that's not what we're saying here. Like William said earlier, get an education. But William was, and I was talking about earlier, it's still, it'd be a great thing if we show them some love and show our kids some love and get them to where they can learn more about our people because of some things you're not going to get. I know this is hard for some people to comprehend, but some education you're just not going to get at these established universities, these other universities. So anybody heard those two stereotypes before? Yeah, I've definitely heard them. But I think when it comes to an education, though, getting a job is certainly a big part of it. But a big part of education is just being prepared to live your life in a way that you'll be useful uh, to yourself, your family, you know, your people, and and others really. I mean, the job is is part of it, but that's not the whole whole ball game. It's about the Good whole point. person, you know, going Good to college. Point. So I think a black college can certainly fill some voids that the other school, no matter how hard they try, uh, just can't. And you was talking about the contribution of black people. I, I learned not too very long ago that uh, Africa. It's really the birthplace of mankind. I mean, that's heavy. Nobody ever told me that. Nobody's going to tell you that. When I grew up, I had a picture of an Anglo person in my little church as, as, as the Christ. And it's been that way for a long, long, long time. But uh, Africa is the birthplace of mankind. Everybody started right there. So we need to just take it from there, and you'll get a feel for what black people really are, uh, have been, and are, really, if we but realize it and start to take our right to place in the overall scheme of things and just be who we are. Uh, we are made of of uh, tough material. Uh, we're the best. Uh, perhaps that's why Amen. everyone is aiming, aiming at us. I mean, uh, you know, somehow or another they understand that we've got something that they don't have. And uh, maybe just unconsciously, you know, they're kind of out to get us. But uh, we, we have nothing to fear except fear itself. 
Uh, let's just uh, shoot to be shoot to be who we are. Shoot to be the best or whatever we're doing. And and I'll add this, and then I would love to know what Ella and Darlene think. I would just want to say this again, folks. We're we're just talking about loving on our family, our, our human family. And there is an element of our human family that's, that's experienced in little what I call self-hate, and that's these black colleges. We have showed a lot of love to all of the mainstream universities, and, and for sure we should continue. Sometime, if you get that scholarship to uh, Texas A&M, go to Texas A&M. You better. You got a scholarship. Great. But I'm just saying, I'm telling y'all, Two major events in my life, when I gave my life to Christ and began to start following the scriptures, it changed my life in a lot of ways. And it's still, I'm still evolving with that. I also had a second experience. I'm not going to even really ma- compare the two because that is the foremost thing happened to me in my life, and I won't put nothing even close to that. But another eye-opening revelation to me was when I began to start finding out what exactly this dark skin is, how God made man of the dust of the earth, how this earth is 90% people of color. Uh, And our history in these universities is only talking about 10% of the planet. The planet is 90% non-white, and yet our history books is 90% of white, 10% of... Ten percent of the people that really contribute, that really put this whole planet together. I mean, we have to wait till February when we start talking about all the little inventions. And I tell my kid, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna, I, tell, I used to go to a radio station in Cincinnati, and I always used to make these comments to make them think. And I put this thought, I'm gonna put this to the family, the Douglas Candy family tonight. I said this to them, and I'm saying it to you, family. If I said to you this. I'm going to tell you something that's going to be a lie. I'll let you know right now when I tell you it's going to be a lie. But it's this. Black people created everything. Everything. There is nothing we didn't create. Everything you see, we created. That's a lie. But that lie is closer to the truth <laughs> than what you think, who you think created everything. I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I say Black people created everything. I'm telling y'all right now, that's a straight-up lie. But that lie is closer to the truth than the way we think of history. It really is. There would be no math had it not been for those people uh, happen to be dark-skinned. I'm not into worshiping black skin. I ain't about that. I ain't ain't on on no black Jesus down with the white man kick. I ain't no Muslim. I love the Most High, and I serve his son. I said the most high through following the examples of Christ. Let me get that out the way. But I'm telling you, the father began to, uh, because in the end, folks, we are a spiritual family. Every single body come on this line, everybody we've interviewed, from uh, Ennis, Buddy Douglas, to the Dugan uh, side of the family, to Azalee for sure, I know can say this, we have preachers. We have ministers. We have people that fear the father. We just had on Angie on a minute ago preaching. We have preachers. We love the father. We love his word. So we're going to always go back to the spiritual. But the Father is showing me a lot of what's wrong in these schools, Emma Jewel, Darlene, mm-hmm. Ella, is God being taken out. But another problem we have is self-hate. 
We look in the mirror and there is no knowledge of what we're looking at. We don't know who we are. So we follow cultures around. We emulate cultures because of this void. I asked the question and nobody has answered it. If somebody come on the line and answer it, you will have changed my whole life. I've asked this question and nobody can answer it. Nobody. I've been to 24 countries asking one question. Nobody seems to can answer this question. Somebody answer on the phone line, you're going to hear me scream. I'm going to lose it. Why is African American? That's also a part of the Douglas Kennedy family and friends. Why is African Americans at the bottom of every single aspect of society in this country? Why? Well, we obey, disobey God. Well, so did all the other nations. We're the most spiritual people. We're the most forgiving people. We go to church more. We shop more. We dance more. We're more religious. Don't say we're, we're disobedient. we probably more spiritual than anybody. Why are we at the bottom, family? Nobody can answer that. But I did get an answer, but I'm not going to share it now. All right, Miss Darlene and Miss Ella. I would love for y'all to chime in anywhere at any time. Don't let us men do all the talking. <laughs> no, you you you're doing you're doing a good job, Buff Seth. I mean, it's obvious this is not your first first time at this, so I'm enjoying very much uh, hearing you share your thoughts. But when you talk about African Americans, though, and why the stats are the way they are in this country, I suspect something called slavery has a heck of a lot to do with it. You know, we endured uh, hundreds of years. Of being uh, of being treated like we weren't human, and uh, well, that, as far as I'm concerned, that that's a holocaust. You know, the Jews talk about their holocaust. Uh, we've had our holocaust as well uh, in America, in my opinion, and it's still haunting us today. So people were just treated uh, just, what uh, just, just like property. This is what they're gonna say, William. They're gonna say I've had ministers that I respect dearly and laymen. I respect dearly say this. Well, you can't say slavery because lots of people have been in slavery. But 500 years, 500 years, with the bottom. Some point, family, your children is going to sit up on your knee, and they're going to ask that one word that with three letters, and they're going to keep saying it until you give them an answer. But why, Daddy? But why, Mommy? But why? Why do they beat us up? Why do they hate us? Yeah, we got the Kings and the Malcolms and the Garveys that say, be strong. All our heroes are freedom fighters. Yeah. Our forefather, it don't matter if it was my grandmother, her grandmother, uh, Ed and Isabel, for all, Darlene took it all the way back to 1800s. No matter what you're going to find, we've always been at the bottom. Now, if you don't answer the question as a danger, family, because you birth children that want to be on the other side. You birth children and adults that love the other side, other people, other ethnic groups. And yeah. that's where the self-hate comes. That's where a lot of this behavior we're talking about tonight. That's why I went on a long rat trail to come to this point I'm saying right now. What we talked about tonight, Emma Jewel, Darlene, Ella, about this behavior in the classroom, a lot of this is because we don't like what we see. That's why we, we why, why does every young black male 
25 and under seem like want to be a rapper. Because rappers broke out of this supposedly, and they, you know, they got the money, they got the women, they got this, they got that, they got the attention. And that's, they seem, they seem, they're not, but they seem free. So, anyway, let's do this. Let's take a quick little break, folks, and we'll be right back. And we're going to, I got a couple more, a little, well, actually, I got one more item I want to, I want to know what everybody's opinion is on. We can wrap the show up, but I just got to take a little right. quick break. And I, I so thank the phone line is again full. I mean, they're there. They're there. Nine, area code 909. Area code seven six zero the five seven three the eight zero five the nine one eight the eight one seven the two one four, and the list goes on and on. So we still have a full house, and when we come back, we do want to take your questions or comments. Again, you want to press one on the phone lines. But at this point, I want to take a quick little break, like we always do. We always take a break about now, and we'll be right back, folks. All right. Thinking about the world, looking at the nation Suicide, genocide, homicide Three words come to mind, times are changing No more rumors, there are wars going on Twisted doctors, scientists making clones Economy got some backs against the wall People dying for no reason at all People of God don't even read their Bibles There's no faith, no trust in the word But everybody seems to be quoting scripture It's just another word they heard Pastors leaving pulpits cause they're tired It's all based on how we feel Overheard two people speaking the other day One said that God's not real But I'm just one of them more people Who's got a hold on Sometimes I can't see But I still believe He's taking care of me Oh, I'm just one of them old people God's got a hold on Choose to look on the brighter side In spite of all the negativity I'm surrounded by No, it ain't perfect, but that's alright Cause His hand is on me And it's keeping me alive So many disappointments So much I don't understand So much I don't have answers for that's what makes me trust you more In a world that's always changing Everything's rearranging But no matter what's going on I'ma be standing I'ma be holding on Your truth, their truth, my truth Your God, my God, our view all I know is one thing nowadays Is we all need hope, we all need faith And I'm just one of them old people Who's got a hold on Sometimes I 
because I don't want to rush anybody, but I know something. I know it's late. So uh, anybody want to? Yeah. Well, let's start with Ella. You want? You have anything you want to say to what you just heard? Anything? Uh, yes, and I agree with what I just heard because we do. We have to change our mindset. We have to change the things we say to ourselves about ourselves and about our children, and because they believe what we tell them. Now, I have a two-year-old grandbaby that likes to FaceTime me, and I make sure I always tell her, you are smart, you are beautiful, you are rich. And I know she don't understand that right now, but I just want to speak some words into her so she can have something to stand on. Amen. Amen. Miss Emma Joy, you still on the line? Yes, I am. I had her. Hold on a second. We hadn't heard from Darling in a while. Darling, I know you're still in the line. I'm here. I'm here. And I agree with Ella because we have to lift our own people up and let them know that they're beautiful people inside and out. Amen. Amen. Miss Emma Jewell? Yes. And, and, I, and I agree also. And you have to let your children know that they can do anything that they want to do. They can be anything that they want to be. And don't expect people to just give you everything. You have to get out and work for it yourself to be successful. Amen. Amen. Well, William, before I go to you, I just want to say again, family, you know, it's late, so we're going to try to wrap this up. But uh, you know how sometimes people get emotional and and they, they just get so happy. They just get carried away. I just don't want anybody to understand to understand what I mentioned earlier about a rebirth because I heard somebody testify one time. And the way they put it, they was talking about, Sometimes knowledge can be a rebirth. You can get so much knowledge on something. If you grab some of these guys in the hood, take them and just drop them in Japan. Well, you can't be cool with your pants down all that in Japan. It's a completely different culture. Just them being in Japan and having to live among the Japanese, they're going to change. Believe me. And when they come back, they'll be using this word rebirth. But that's exactly what I had when I began to travel and start learning some of the things about our people. I was upset. I was angry. I was mad because I felt like, how dare people keep this from us? How dare? Uh, I, I want to just share this quick little, little story. Now I want to get, I want to let William uh, um, chime in, and then we'll, we'll just kind of wrap up. But i got to tell you, I just, I just thought to tell you this, and you'll love me sharing this after I've done it. Went to a place called Addis Ababa. Addis Ababa. This is in Ethiopia. And this cab driver who was carrying me around took me to this church because I wanted to know, you know, Ethiopia is the oldest country in the world. And I didn't buy none of the mess we see on TV. If they say don't go somewhere, that's why I want to go. If they say to go somewhere, I don't want to go there. So I went there, Nothing like I thought, just like I knew. Nothing like it, nothing like you see on TV. I didn't see no babies, none of that. <laughs> so I went and I took to uh, Haile Selassie because he was a you know, great man all this stuff. Well, check this out, family. You're going to like this. 
this cab driver took me to this church, and they kept crossing their chest like Catholic. I said, so you guys are Catholic. He said, no, no, my brother, no, we're not Catholic. So he took me to another church because a lot of churches are in. They got these churches underground, a big old church. The church might hold a 1,000 people, and it's underground. I mean, literally, you'd be walking, you wouldn't even see a church, and there's this giant hole. And, it, and it'd be nice. We're talking about cathedrals because beautiful. Just type in Ethiopian underground churches to see what I'm talking about. So he kept saying, no, brother, we're not Catholic. And so he mentioned the word Pope. I said, I thought you said y'all weren't Catholic. He says, no. I say, brother, hold on a second. Y'all got popes. You cross your chest. And he said something else Catholic. I said, that's Catholicism. He says, my brother. He pulled the cab, he pulled the cab over. He said, my brother, do you remember in the book of Acts the Ethiopian monk? I said, yes. That's the one that got baptized by Philip. He said, yes, my brother. Yes, that's the story. He says, the Ethiopian monk came and established a church. This church you see, oh. this is the church. I say, wait a minute. <laughs> I say, wait a minute. You're telling me that in the book of Acts, when the Ethiopian monk was baptized, he went and established a church, and this is that organization? He says, now you get it. So... I want y'all to kind of let your heads chew on this while the show is dwindling down. The Ethiopians went and established a church back when Christ died. The Catholicism, the Catholic Church, didn't come along for about two or 3,000 years later. Ethiopians had a church way back then, and it's still around today. Can you... We're Baptists. We're Pentecostal. All of those are babies from Catholicism, and I respect it, and I believe, and I have. I think that the Catholics got some things right. But here is a branch of the church that have nothing to do with Catholicism. That Catholicism got there. That messed me up. That messed my whole trip up. But that's one of the reasons I wanted to go to Ethiopia because I knew there'll be some history there. And I don't know what to say. They have a whole other kind of Bible. It still talks about Christ. They have, they still, it's the same Bible. So that's just what I mean by when you travel. I know some of you have been to more exotic places than that, but I'm just saying, for me, the little homeboy from Fort Worth, Texas, that blew my mind to know that Ethiopian had the church two, 3,000 years before our mother Catholicism even had the baby Protestants, the Baptists, the Church of God in Christ, et cetera, et cetera. Mr. Williams. Yeah, still here. Uh, you know, I've been I've been listening to you so much. You you're just so chock full of information, Seth, until heck, you can just conduct the show almost single handedly, guys, your travels and what have you. But you know, I guess it it's the more we're exposed to, you know, uh the the more we can view things and it's proper context i believe because uh you know having traveled the way you have you can really do things differently than the rest of us who haven't uh who haven't done some of that but back to martin luther king's speech i now, mean the on. way you that he was gonna let you say hold on you know i ain't gonna let you say that without saying it listen folks i promise to god i know nothing i know nothing Compared to a lot of you, I'm just saying. I asked 
I just happen to have went to 24 countries. When I say I know nothing, I know people that have been to 100 countries, 70 countries. I know people that haven't been nowhere but Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, and they know circles around me. So I'm a student. I really, truly am a student. I mean, I'm not being trying to be humble. I'm not trying to be – I'm just letting you know that I'm just trying to find my way just like many of you are, and I've just learned you cannot trust churches. You cannot trust your pastor to be uh, your voice. You can't trust nobody but the Holy Spirit and the God above to lead and guide you into all truth. People have uh, ulterior motives. People have fears. People have limits. And one of the worst places you can go and one of the greatest places you can go is to college. When you go there, sometimes you get taught out of common sense. Sometimes you get uneducated, like the uh, book, say, The uh, Miseducation of the Negro. Sometimes you can go and have papers on the wall, and your brain is just left you a long time ago. Some people go and get the, the, the PhDs, but they don't get the common sense. You know, we can't. We, it just goes back to me to the Holy Spirit and the Father and him leading and guiding us into all truth. That, that's all I can say. So I won't let you say that I, I can teach y'all. I, I don't have it like that, William. <laughs> well, you know, I, th- I think the bottom line is though, that we all can share and learn from one another. I mean, as human beings, uh, that, that's really the bottom line, particularly as a, as a family, but uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, though, to my mind, is a special individual. Uh, he has a reputation among some people as being uh, somewhat soft. I mean, the fact that he would uh, choose to get out and let the dogs bite him and the hoses and the beatings and what have you, but uh, he was anything but but soft, really. Uh, uh, he was compared with Malcolm, as those of us who lived through that time understand. It was King versus versus Malcolm. But based on what I heard from what you just played, and I've heard it before, Martin King uh, understood uh, what it meant to be black, and he was proud of that. He had no reservation at all about his heritage or his blackness. What he was doing and the reason he did what he did was because it was a strategy uh, in order to succeed. And to a large extent, uh, he did. Uh, that that's what he did. Having graduated college, I believe, at 16 years of age, and went on to pick up a PhD, and did quite quite well. A lot for the for for not only for himself, but for us and the world. But I, I appreciate Brother Dr. Martin Luther King, and uh, I'm sure those of us who uh, remember him should certainly not forget his birthday and. And uh, in January, let's remember the man. Uh, let's do what we can to Amen. hold him up, get a big picture of him, President Obama, and other people Amen. who look like us who have done something positive for all of us. Let's always remember them. Don't just go with the people that we've been taught about in some of these schools, but let's respect and always remember those who have brought us thus far along the way. I appreciate you, Seth. You've done an excellent job tonight. Well, I, I, I thank y'all, and I know I got a little bit carried away, you know, but y'all got to know I, 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 I've been blessed. I ain't going to lie. I, you know when you when God has done something to you, for you, you you're going to testify. And my whole thing mm-hmm. is not to be, um, you know, I just want it to be known that it ain't. It's just I ask him. I, I ask point blank, Father, I love all people, but I want to know. You know, were there anybody in that Bible that looked like me? It don't matter what color Christ is. I've always worshipped a blonde, a blue eye. This is what I told the Father William, and 
and Darlene uh-huh. and Ella. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just I just went there. I, I mean, because I was raised in an interracial church. I've always worshipped with white. It ain't nothing new to me. When my mother took uh-huh. us to prayer faith temple a long time ago when we was children. So it's nothing new to me to worship with whites. And it definitely wasn't nothing new for the Savior or the Israelites and the whole Bible to be white. But I asked the Father. And I believe that any father, any father that loves his children is not going to lie to his children. And I believe and I have faith in my father. And I asked him, I say, Father, it don't, I don't care, but I keep hearing all these people talk about a black youth. It don't matter to me. But were there anybody in that Bible that looked like me? And he answered that question many times. I see. And I still to this day love all people. But I must say without a shadow that when God made man from the dust of the earth and he said to Adam, you're going to return back to the thing that I made you of, Mm-hmm. Read between the lines. Read between the lines. Okay, folks, let's go ahead and have last words. It's it's late, and I apologize. Well, no, I don't. No, I don't. We've had a good time. We've talked about a lot of things, and I, a lot of these things, a lot of these things probably need to be said. And I just uh, hope everybody's taking the right spirit. Sometimes we don't say things the right way, but look at people's uh-huh. hearts sometimes, and not always mm-hmm. the words yeah. they say or the manner in which they say. I love All right, very I love good. I love this family. Love this family. But I want I want our guests to have last words and we'll start with uh, uh let's go ahead and start with Emma Jewell. Well, I'd just like to say that uh this has been very informative. I've learned lots of things, uh new information. Thank you for letting me share. I enjoyed listening to everyone and you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. God bless you. All right, Miss Emma Jewell, thank you very much. And William, you hold on. Miss uh, uh, Ella, you're still on the line, I know, right? Yes. Uh, please have last words, please. As we share, the more we learn, the better we become. The better we become, we can empower others. So they can empower others. Amen. 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 Miss, uh, what, darling? Um, hello, darling, you there? Hello. I guess she got disconnected. Uh, William, you want to go ahead and got uh, have last words? Okay. All right. Uh, thank you so very much, uh, Seth, for. You know, for inviting me and allowing me to say a few words. I, I'm i quite opinionated about a lot of things, and tonight I got a chance to, to share some. But having been a part of the family for more than half a century, I have a pretty good feel for uh, the Douglas family, and there's a variety of people, you know, in this family. I mean, it's not only large, but it's uh, enriched with a lot of talent and a lot of people who are really contributing in a way that we all have been taught to do. It's my hope that you will continue to do what you're doing. Not every family has uh, has this kind of opportunity to get together from coast to coast. I know there's folk listening on the West Coast and uh, up north and down south and all around, and that's, that's just excellent that you've uh, made the airways available for us in the way that you have. So I hope that uh, you'll continue and we'll continue to listen and participate and keep moving forward uh, as a family and as black folk in America. Keep uh, looking forward because tomorrow uh, 
can be better than today, provided we prepare properly for it. Thank you very much, and uh, have a good night, sir. All right, and before everybody run, I just want to say, I don't know what happened to Darlene, uh, but I don't see her. I think she got disconnected, and that's what happens. But uh, mm-hmm. she can always call me, and I could. Uh, I guess she don't want me to try to do the three-way. Because, folks, if I ever get disconnected, guess what the show is? So maybe that's why she didn't try to call me back and do a three-way her in. But anyway, Darlene is on a very good job. She always works behind the scenes, and she does things that nobody else even know about. And uh, mm-hmm. there would not be this show had it not been for the contributions of Darlene Douglas. So I wanted to say that to her. I don't know what happened on the phone line. But it disappeared off the board, and, and you can't call back. She probably don't click in, click in because I'll get disconnected. But listen, family, thank y'all for staying as late as we did. I didn't, we never had a show this late. But again, it was good stuff, and I got a little carried away there. But I don't apologize. God has been good to me. He has shown me things, have helped me come into who I am, and I just, my goal is just to be humble and give Him all the glory because I'm a nobody. I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody coming from nowhere. Uh, and I and, and I, I yes I am somebody in Christ I know that but I mean and I'm no, I'm not the type of person that needs to be taking credit for anything even this show was an idea I think that was put in my head and it was influenced by Darlene's website it was influenced by Vernon May's reunion et cetera et cetera God is behind all of this and it's not just one of us so listen folks I'm going to end with a show a song that I guarantee you will not forget I always put a lot into the first and last song I always put a lot into the first and the last songs of the show and so I want everybody to listen check out this show you will be Blessed to hear this song. I'm not just talking, but I will give you a hint. I have played it before. Good night to uh, Ella and uh, William, you and uh, Emma Jewel, and uh, Darling. Of course, you can't hear her, but uh, everybody, Angie, all of the callers, thank you all. Thank you all for making this possible. Next week, we may do another open forum, or we may have on Azalee's side of the family, my side of the family. We don't know yet, so stay tuned. Check the Ed and Isabel page. I love every single one of y'all, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night, family. Good night. Good night. Night. Nope, that's not the one, folks. This is this 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 uh this song will bless you. It has a message to the family. This is my dream. If I can have a dream, I know you have a dream for the family. You have goals, don't you? Don't you don't. Don't you have things you wish to see? Well, this song is going to tell you what is my intentions to do with this family as a host. But again, darling, I'm sure you have goals. I'm sure each one of you is going to be contributing to what you want to see. But this is what I feel that the Father wants for us as a family. Check this out. Good night. I love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it.
Jesus.